Varm troen din på Jesus satt dig i fara. Men den gjorde att du måste tåla förnärmelse och övergrepp. Att du inte fick utdannelse eller jobb. Att du blev överfallt, fängslad eller truet på livet. Över 300 miljoner kristna bor i land där det att följa Jesus betyder fara och förföljelse. Är Jesus värd Välkommen till en hel aften med öppna dörrar. Kvart år så samles alla som är er engagerat för förföljde kristna till en inspirerande helg med besök från den förföljde kyrka. Du kan få följa någon av dessa möten nu de tre nästa kvällarna från förföljt 2022. I år så var vi så heldiga att vi fick vara i pinsemenigheten Klippen i Sandnes. Och nu ska du få höra Timothy Cho som mötte Gud på flykten från Nordkorea. Good. 
I was born in a, in a kind of a prison society. All I believed was North Korean leaders and, and, and the country was the best country and leaders in the world because I was brainwashed. night time and I was crossing the border with other people together and the water was not deep enough that I needed to swim we just walked uh, depending on which path you choose between China and North Korea so some some of the path you don't have to swim actually it took me only about a few minutes to cross the border actually when I looked at back it made me feel great sadness because I had that feeling it might gonna take you for a while when I eventually able to come back to this my home place where I grew up. As soon as I entered into this safe house, the first thing I saw was the Bible and the cross. It scared me because of what I reminded of the anti-Christianity and propaganda education in North Korea. The cross means curse. And I, I thought you get cursed even you're touching that cross even briefly. He knew that missionary guy. He knew, he saw into my eyes and he, he probably felt I was not in a stable moment. He said to me, if you are in difficult, dangerous situations, you can try to call God. I ran away from the house. I didn't even say bye today when I left. What happened then? I ended up being you know, arrested at the border and sent back to North Korea, made a second escape, and again imprisoned. And if I went to a safe house, stayed there, I didn't have to go through all this number of times imprisonment and all the atrocities I had to witness. In fact, in North Korean prison myself, you know, was detained and even being tortured and watched all these inmates screaming for survival. Well, I entered and I've seen the first person who had offered me um, food, shelter and water. It has shown to me the, the, the love of humanity. They did not ask me anything. The love it came with unconditionally. And that humanity and love and beauty really comes from, this is from our God. My message is that the safe house was there 
and it has to be there today and it has to be there even tomorrow. Timothy, it is really an honor and a great joy, actually, to have you back in Norway. You were held last, this summer. Yes. And it is, uh, uh, with the, I really look forward to hearing what God has put on your heart today. And I know that when you, we spoke about this early on, these young guys here today. All are under 17, you guys, yeah. today. <laughs> that you love those guys because you want to see God touch their hearts. Yeah, so please uh, feel welcome, you are welcome. May I pray for you before I let you loose? Yeah. Thank Lord, I thank you that we can pray in your name, that you will come with your spirit and fill Timothy and strengthen him as he shares your word, Lord. Let it be life to us from you. Let it be a word that brings life and change and that for some would be transforming the direction of their lives, Lord. We just pray blessing over Timothy and we uh, welcome him in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. It took me 34 years and 5,000 miles to get on this stage right now. It took me 34 years and over 5,000 miles from North Korea to arrive here. It took so long, actually. North Korean people do not know even what a passport is. They don't know, have ever imagined the foreign holidays. That country is the largest prison society in the world. And it continues over 70 years, since 1948. In that video, it's, it feels not comfortable when I watch it myself. Because uh, when I was making that video, I haven't thought about anything about what it's going to look like. But when I'm watching it now, it's very uncomfortable because I have to watch myself at the same time, and it brings back what was happening back home in North Korea. Today, at tonight's event, I was informed we were going to have all young people under 17. So I'm not going to regard whatever age you are, but I will speak with very plain, standard language of English and to give you equal message. I was 17. I was 17 when I escaped. I was 17. In England, where I traveled two days ago, my name is now called Timothy, but it's not my Korean name. When I arrived in 2008, I wanted to have an English name. I asked, I asked the, a, a, an English pastor, could I have an English name? And he said, I have to pray for that name. I cannot give you a random name or something. So he prayed. 
and after about four months, an envelope letter has arrived. And I opened it. The name was called Timothy. And Timothy in faith. And also Timothy was communicating with Paul and writing all about when Paul was in prison. And also Timothy was a young man in faith during very challenging, difficult time. I did not realize what name was going to happen to me. But since 2008 arrived in England until this moment, where I am, and I come to these days and share and give you a very uncomfortable feeling because it is what it is right now happening in this world. From North Korea to China, uh, Vietnam, La Laos, uh, Nigeria, Iran, Hong Kong, Eritrea, Iraq, Egypt. Can we name all these countries? How many countries are in persecution at the moment? Over 50 countries, that is 360 million. One in every seven person are being persecuted because simply like young children come to on the stage singing of God and faith in God and follow Jesus. Let me go back to all the way to North Korea and what is right now happening there at this moment. It is complete information blockade, both from outside and inside. You don't know what's going on outside. You opened your eyes, of course, but you have to pretend you closed your eyes. You hear something, you have to pretend you, have to, you heard nothing. You have to watch one TV program 24-7 constantly about the Kim family, who is God figures in this country. Every single household in North Korea have a Kim family picture frame. You have to bow to that picture frame from age to that nursery age you start. As I, and when I was in nursery, I was asked to give thanks to Kim family for having lunch. And every day we learn about with Kim family pictures and talk about how they were very genius from the day they were born. And when the second Kim was born, he was born in a house, in a house. We have, a, we need to do interpretation, so just continue. Okay. So we're going to do it for, there were many, we could see that there were many things here, there are too many that don't understand, so we continue. Okay. I'm Kim family picture with. The big picture of Kim family. And Ron about, how even second Kim was born in a very old house. Oh, historian couldn't then first only Kim was forty. It's a gammel house. When he in in Pekdu Mountain, the highest mountain in Korea. For the for the highest fjell in North Korea. And when he was born, the giant star appeared above the house. On him before so come the stjerne på himmelen den dagen before. And whose story is this? Og kan sin historie er dette? It's Jesus. So they paraphrase this story of a Kim family figure as Jesus. They have taken the story and paraphrased it as Jesus' story and put Kim family in the story. And no Christmas, but on 24th of December. But we have no Jewish New Year, but on 24th of December. And Christmas Eve, every school, uh, universities, 
factories, companies, they are singing of first Kim, Kim Il-sung's wife. Och var alla universiteter och skolor och arbetsplatser, de synger den 25:e morgonen till Kim Il-sung's kones pris. Because it's her birthday. För det är hennes bursdag. So they replaced Christmas with Kim, first Kim's wife. Och de så de har startat jul med den första Kimens kone. That was my childhood I grew up with anti-Christian education in North Korea. Det var min barndom när jag växte upp i Nordkorea med en antikristen propaganda. Never even watched any foreign films. Vi fick inte se någon filmer från utlandet. One time I was 14 I had an opportunity to watch James Bond the film first time. Nej var 14 så fick jag möjlighet att se James en James Bond film för första gången. It was a smuggled film that big cassette. Det var smuggled in det var en sån stor kassett. And I was excited the first time watching this film. Och jag var upprörd första gången jag såg den filmen. I shared that story with my friends in in schools. Och jag fortalte den historien till mina vänner på skolan. And I was in trouble. I was called to come to police station, writing a statement. Och jag fick problem och jag blev kallt in till polisstationen och måste följa efter en betjänt. I am giving a this atmosphere of these young people what kind of children's life in North Korea actually seem like. Jag prövar ge ett bild av hur barns liv i Nordkorea faktiskt ser ut. And your hairstyle. You have to have one hairstyle in North Korea. Och dock att säga hårfrisyr, dock kan kun ha en hårfrisyr i Nordkorea. And you cannot wear jeans in North Korea. Och så kan du inte då dungri i Nordkorea. You have to have the same tie, same hat, same shoes, same shirt. Du måste ha samma slips, samma hat, samma buxa. That is complete indoctrination, and they demand these children to give. Complete love to the Kim family. That is a fullständig modoktrinering, which is about that one must give all his charity to Kim family. Now I want to share with my little background of in North Korea when my parents escaped. So we'll hear a little of the background in North Korea when my parents had to flee. I came home one night. I came home one night. I was about nine. Då var jag omtrent nio år. And the home, I felt very frozen feeling. Och jag kände att det var en sån frossen, kall känsla. And I could feel that completely people were gone. Det var som jag kände att alla var plötsligt borta. My parents left. Mina föräldrar var borta. They escaped to China. De hade flyttat till Kina. I fast ran to the train station. Och jag löpte alltid kunde till tågstationen. And train was left. Tåget var rest. I sat down at empty railway. Jag satt ner på den förlatte järnbanestationen. And I cried. Och då gråt jag. And after a couple of hours. Och efter några timmar. I went to my grandmother's house. Så gick jag till min bestemors hus. In tears, I told her my parents left. Och i tårar så fortalte jag föräldrarna mina rest. And then I went back home all night, holding my parents' clothes. I cried. Och så gick jag och hela natten så hållt jag föräldrarna mina sina kläder och gråt genom hela natten. That's how 
I was forcibly separated with my parents. Det var sån jag motvilligt blev skild från mina föräldrar. Try to survive living on my own, to live on the street, on the bridge, concrete. Prova att överleva alene, bo på gatan, under broar, på betongen. It was a survival. I could not attend even school. Det var han inte bara om att överleva. Jag kunde inte gå på skolan. And I was called the son of a betrayer. Och jag blev kallad son av en förrädar. I was discriminated in food, healthcare, jobs, opportunities. Everything was gone. Jag blev diskriminerad i förhåll till utbildning, jobb, mat, möjligheter på alla möjliga områden. Life was upside down. Livet mitt var satt på huden. I didn't know how I survived. Jag vet inte hur jag kunde överleva. Alongside the millions of people of starvation in the 1990s. Och i Nordkorea så dödde miljoner av människor i hungersnöden på 1990-talet. Collapse of a communist market, cut off North Korean resources. At the same time, they closed the door. Inevitably caused over 3.5 million starvation. Det att marken är bestängd och att landet lukts sig inne, det förde till att tre och en halv miljon människor dödas sult. I saw dead bodies on the street. Jag såg döda kroppar ligga på gatan. At the railway station. På tågstationen. On the bridges. There was plenty. Med bruna var det många. Daily survivor was a battle. Och det att överleva dagen var en kamp. Until when I when I, when I become certain age, fram till att jag blev en viss ålder, still holding this my last ordinary hope, I hoped I could join the army and then be independent myself. Så hade jag ett hopp om att en dag skulle få bli en del av militären och så skulle jag klara mig själv. Now this regime has had shown me very very chunky fire and black stamp. Men detta regim hade visat mig en stor stavar med dokumenter med stora viktiga stämplar på. And told me you are an enemy class. Och som fortalt hade fortalt mig att du hör till fiende klassen. Your parents escaped. You can't join the army. Dina föräldrar har flyttat från landet. Du kan inte bli en del av militärtjänsten. That is three generations punishment. Grandfather, father, grandson. Det är nämligen tre generationer straff som är bästa far far och och son får en sån förbrytelse. And that made me decision and determination to escape to outside North Korea. Det var det som gjorde att jag till slut bestämde mig för att flykta ut av Nordkorea. You know that feeling of a twice abandonment once by parents second time by your own country where you were born you loved kan du tänka dig den känslan av att bli förlatt dubbelt först av dina föräldrar som flyktat och så den det landet den nationen som du älskar it was sorrow pain det var sorg och smärta and in tears when i was crossing the border to china och mina tårar rant när jag gick över gränsen i made a twice escape Two gangs flyttat dig från Nordkorea. Three times imprisonment in China. Tre gånger var jag i fängelse i Kina. Once in North Korea. Och en gång i Nordkorea. 
That age 17, I experienced four imprisonment. När jag var 17 år så hade jag varit fyra gånger i fängelse. And things that I didn't want to see, I saw. Och ting som jag inte ville se det såg. For what made me surprised, exciting arriving in China, man like this wearing different clothes. Cause you must be gazed at to China. I saw a man som så detta bara hade andra kläder på sig. It was standing in a Chinese market with so many different lights. And and many kinds of food. smart. Clothes. And saw those teenage girls wearing all different types of beautiful clothes. That straight giving me the point. What did I learn in North Korea? In this darkest society, North Korea, completely brainwashed. But then, second shocking experience. Mit andre shock i Kina. It was in the video where I entered this missionary's house, so-called safe house. Det var på videon där jag kom in i den missionärens hem, så-called ett sånt safe house. First thing I saw, indeed, the Bible, the cross. Det första jag såg det var det var bibel och det andra det var korset. And few North Korean children who were looking after these North Korean escapee children. Och några nordkoreanska barn som blev satt som blev satt till av att dessa sorry you saw children North Korean children. Jag såg också nordkoreanska barn. And all all that moment I was thinking who oh, he's go, he's kidnapping North Korean children. Och jag tänkte och han kidnappar nordkoreanska barn. Because that's what I was learned in in North Korea. Missionaries used to come to Korea, even during Korean War, kidnap the children, took their organs, blood out. For they had glad to in Korea that missionaries come for to take children and drink them and drink blood of them. For they had learned in Korea. It is in cartoon, textbook, drama, films, musical. That can you can we find in. I tegneserier, i böcker, i musikaler, i filmer och ingenting till. Everywhere from age to all the way 70, the program of anti-Christian indoctrination education. Helt från man är barn till man är vuxen så är det fyllt upp med en antikristen indoktrinering. I saw even touching that cross necklace, my finger, my rotten stray away. Jag tänkte faktiskt bara att om jag tog på det korset så ville fingret min rotna av på ett ögonblick. And they, it was lunchtime, food came. I thought, oh, that food maybe put some sleeping pills in there. Och så när det kom en mat till lunch så tänkte jag, oh, den maten, den har säkert sovmedicin i sig. And I didn't eat. Och då spiste jag inte. All I was thinking, I have to escape from this house because if I fall asleep, he's going to sell me into trafficking. För allt jag tänkte på, visst jag sovnar i det huset så kommer han att sälja mig in i slaveri. Jag måste flykta. I escaped from the house. Så jag flyktade från det huset. It was a man like him who came to purely offer me to carry me, love and safely get out from China. Det var en man som han som kom och tillbe mig kärlighet, omsorg och hjälp i Kina. Now this testimony starts 
going into facing of struggling and perseverance and atrocities I was going to experience. Nu går den historien min in i en fase där det är det vanskliga flyktade övergrepp och det är på något sätt atrocities. Det är på något sätt övergrepp. I went to all the way to Mongolian border. Jag reste helt till den mongolska gränsen. And I met other North Korean escapees. Och jag mötte andra nordkoreanska flyktingar. And we we tried to go to Mongolia where you need to get to refugee center in 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 an in, in East Asian country. Vi försökte komma in i Mongolia för att komma till flyktingcenter för att få hjälp där. We were arrested. Men så blev vi arresterat. Sent back to North Korea. Och så blev vi sent rätt tillbaka till Nordkorea. All the way from Mongolian border to North Korean border three days on the bus. Hela vägen från den mongolska gränsen och hela vägen tillbaka till Nordkorea tre dagar på bussen. Handicapped like this three days. Med honjan länket upp på den måten här. And arriving in North Korea was full of scary fear. Det har kommit tillbaka till Nordkorea. Det var en upplevelse full av förfärlig frykt. But the first question they asked our group was, has anyone in this group been to church, China, prayed? Det första frågan denna gruppen fick när de kom tillbaka till Nordkorea var, har någon i denna gruppen varit i en kyrka i Kina och bett? Look, I never seen any Christians. Christian missionaries in North Korea, no any Christian education at all. The question came to be irrelevant. Jag hade aldrig hört om några missionärer och kristna i hela tatt i Nordkorea, så frågsmålet för mig för mig helt irrelevant. Then I realized how many years North Korea has been trying to wipe away every single of a Christian. Och då gick det upp för mig hur många how many years over 70 years. Ja, att i över 70 år så har den nordkoreanska myndigheten gjort allt de kan för att locka de öronen för det kristna budskapet. When Kim first Kim, he was appointed as a North Korean leader by Stalin in 1948. När första Kim blev utnämnd till ledare av Stalin i 1948. He was a young man like my age if I'm still young. Så var en ung man som jag visste jag kan läsa ung. And Stalin told him, the first thing you have to do, you have to ask all these uh, Christians to convert to communism. The first Stalin bomb han om göra, det var att han måste be alla de kristna att konvertera till kommunism. It means for children, if you are in the A side, B side, come and ask him, force you come, you have to come this way. If you not come this way, I'm gonna. Put you in prison. Ja, det betyder om du är barn som du är på A-lager eller B-lager så vill du ta A-lager och pressa dig över till på, på B-sidan och hvis inte du går så vill du kasta dig rätt i fängelse. So they literally imprisoned, executed many Christians that time already who denied to convert. Så på den tiden satt de många kristna i fängelse och avrättat många och dödat många för att de nektade och so before 1950, almost one million Christians emigrated to South Korea already. So before 1948, so already a million Christians 
flyktet og emigrerte til Sør-Korea. That's how we went on continue wipe away every single of the faith and love. På den måten så har man på en jobbet helt suksessivt for å fjerne alle spor av denne kjærligheten som Gud har et menneske omgangen. Let me go back to North Korean prison. Da må vi gå tilbake til fengselet i Nord-Korea. In my prison cell, I'm just going to share with you small one prison cell where I was. Jeg skal bare dele noen sånne små opplevelser som forteller noe om hvor jeg har vært. But there are, there are many political Christian prisoners, Christians simply read the Bible, simply sing hymn, simply pray God, that's why they end up there. Det er mange enkle, vanlige kristne som sitter i sånne fengsler kun fordi de har lest i Bibelen, sunget en sang eller bedt en bønn. In this prison cell, just like this space, we were 50 inmates. Bare på en liten celle, så var vi 50 innsatte. Not enough space. Helt, ikke nok plass. Full of prisoners. Fullt av fanger. We have to sit on like this. Vi måtte sitte på denne måten. And sleep. Upright like this. Og sove på stående på denne måten. Everyone's face looked very dark, tired, exhausted in fear. Alles ansikt så var full av frykt, var slitende og utslitt. No one wanted to make eye contact with you, just put eyes down. Ingen ville se hverandre i øynene, du bare bøyde hodet ned og stod sånn. And we were given two scoop of noodle soup each day. You just drink it. Så fikk vi to øser med nudelsuppe hver dag, og så du kunne bare drikke sånn, så var det borte. The man who leaned on my back, I felt it was getting wet during the midnight. Den mannen som ledte seg opp mot min rygg, jeg kjente at rundt midnatt så ble jeg våt på ryggen. I thought maybe he did appear on his pants, but I realized it was bleeding from his back. Jeg trodde først at han hadde tisset på seg, men så oppdaget jeg etterpå at han blødde fra ryggen. And around 6 a.m. I felt he was so heavy, so I had to look back and tell him, could you please less lean on me? Rundt klokken 6 så var det sånn vekk, han sånn vekt meg at jeg måtte snu meg rundt og si, kanskje du slutter deg og lander deg på meg? Body falls. Så falt kroppen hans. He died actually. He was already dead. Så døde han, han var faktisk allerede død. He was died of torture, starvation, lack of medical treatment. Han døde på grunn av tortur, for lite mat og vannstell. I heard at night time, day time, screaming and shouting and beating. Jeg hørte på dagtid og på nattid skrik, rop, mennesker som ble slått hele tiden. And it stood in my eyes. Og det står fremdeles fremfor mine øyne. And in my ears. Og i mine ører. Time to time, I still go back to hearing all this. When I'm hearing, then I cry out to God. Because I can't manage all this, come back with this, my flash and memory. For tid og annen så hører jeg disse ropene. Og jeg ser disse synene. Og da må jeg rope det ut til Gud. For jeg er ikke i stand til å bære all den smerten. Two men dragged him out of the prison cell like a dead animal. They come to a man and drug him out from the cell as if he was a dead dog. And the blood was all the way tracked. And blood was like a spur after him. I thought I was going to be killed like him. And I thought I was going to be killed like him. 
Thankfully, I wasn't miraculous. Something happened, but I gained my own scars. And på miraculous vis så hände inte det. Jag bara mina egna ar. I was sent to my grandmother's house. Men jag blev sent tillbaka till min bestemors hus. And I begged her, I need second escape. Och så bara bönfallte han ett tränger en annan flykt. Someone had to support me because I was barely able to walk. Det 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 var ett tränger hjälp för jag var inte i stånd till att till att gå. So I made my second escape to China. Och så gjorde jag min andra min andra flykt till Kina. This time I went to China, but there was no missionary man. Den gången drog jag till Kina, men det var ingen missionär man den gången. I hoped could I meet another missionary man like what I met during the first time. Uh, can you say it again? I hoped I was going to meet another missionary man. Jag hoppade att jag skulle möta igen en sån missionär man I went to Shanghai second time. Så drog jag till Shanghai den andra gången. And I met another eight women North Korean escapees and youngest one age 12 som mötte en grupp med nordkoreanska kvinnor som var flykten yngsta var 12 år gammal and we went to american school och så drog vi till den amerikanska skolan we had a paper written and we are north korean asylum seekers så har vi ett papper så det står vi är nordkoreanska asylsökare we seeking asylum please help us och vi söker asyl Hjälp oss. And the school principal came out. All students came out surrounded. Rektor kom ut och alla studenter kom ut och stod i ring runt oss. And after half an hour, unfortunately, the school couldn't protect us. Chinese police arrived. Efter en halv timme kunde inte skolan beskydda oss och det kinesiska polisen kom. And this public school had to allow Chinese police to take us out. Denne skolen måtte tillate at det kinesiske politiet kom og tok oss bort derfra. De dro oss ut med vold, og vi stod imot, men de dro oss ut allikevel. Og alle studentene stod og så på oss med øynene fulle av tårer. Vi endte opp i prisen i Shanghai. Så endte vi opp i fengsel i Shanghai. That was Shanghai International Prison. Det var Shanghai International Fengsel. I spoke to someone yesterday who was in Shanghai, beautiful city, and I told her that lady, I also been to Shanghai, but I was in prison. Jeg snakket med en i går og sa, som hadde fortalt at hun var i Shanghai, og sa det var en vakker by, og da sa jeg, jeg har vært i Shanghai, men da var jeg i fengsel. In my prison cell, not 50 people, seven people, men i den nye min nye fengselscelle så var ikke det 50 mennesker, men det var 7 mennesker. Det var 7 mennesker i fengselscellen. Bare internasjonale innsatte, for det var et internasjonalt fengsel. En amerikaner, en japaner, en kolonianer, en sørkoreaner og en nordkoreaner. Jeg var kjent hver dag, for jeg visste The second time I was sending back to North Korea by helicopter or boat. I grew at hela tiden för jag visste att den gången, den andra gången ville bli tagen tillbaka till North Korea med båt eller helikopter. And I would be executed publicly. Och då kommer det att bli handlat ett offentligt. 
So while I was in tears, the South Korean guy came to me. And he asked me, why are you crying every day, not eating properly? Thankfully, we speak the same language with the same Korean. Vi snakkar ju det samma språk för vi är koreanare bägge to. And I explained to him all that what I was expecting to go back to North Korea. Och jag fortalte att jag förväntade gå tillbaka till Nordkorea. And then he had a very strange book in his hand. Och så hade han en väldigt rar bok i handen sin. It was the Bible. Det var Bibeln. But do you know who that guy was? Men vet du kan han den mannen var? He was a gangster. Han var en gangster. Big muscles. Stora muskler. Or, or many tattoos. Om fulla tatueringar. Can you imagine the atmosphere? Gangster come holding Bible. You won't read this Bible. Yeah. Can you think that comes a gangster and says, "Will you read the Bible?" And I asked him in, in my and um, fear, "What do you get when you read this Bible?" I spoke to him with my eyes full of tears. How do you read the Bible? And he said, "You may try." Du kan, så han, du kan ju prova. And then he also suggested me to pray to God for your survival. Och så sa han, du kan ju be till Gud för din överlevelse. I actually did not know who God was by that time. Jag visste faktiskt inte vem Gud var på det tidspunkten. Because that missionary guy, safe house, when he said to call out God, I did call out at the Mongolian border. Ja, för det är en sån sån där missionär som sagt att ni hade problem att kunna be till Gud, men det och det gjorde på gränsen till Mongolia. When Chinese soldiers were shooting in our direction, AK-47 making sound, I did call out, God, God, help us. No one was there. Yeah, when the Chinese soldiers shot us with AK-47 in our direction, they called out to God, and he wasn't there. All I heard was AK-47 shooting sound. The only thing I heard was the sound of a machine gun. So I, of course, I didn't know God, and when this gangster came and asked and told me to pray, I, I, I looked at him with my strange eyes. But I asked him, then how do you pray? When the gangster came and asked me to pray, I saw him with strange eyes and said, "How can I pray?" And he simply told me, "You just say Amen at the end of your wishes." And he said it very simply. You just say Amen after you have said what you wanted. So my first prayer was very simple. So my first prayer was very simple. I said to God, God, I don't want to go back to North Korea. Amen. So my first prayer was, I will not go back to North Korea. Amen. God, I don't want to be killed. Amen. God, I will not be killed. Amen. You can't imagine. I was these simple, desperate, like childish prayers. Constantly came out now. These endless, desperate, barnly prayers. They come continually out. But the expectation and hope came. Men så kom det ett hopp och en förväntning. What I was hoping or thinking, oh maybe James Bond's film like helicopter comes and destroy prison and will get me out from that prison. Och så vill jag tänka kanske det är så att det kommer också som James Bond filmen ett helikopter och så ödelägger det hela fängslet och så räddar det mig ut. I prayed many times a day. Och jag bad många gånger i löpta dagen. And keep keep praying. Nothing was happening. Och jag fortsatte be men ingenting skedde. The same disappointment came when I called out God at the Mongolian border. Den samma måste skuffelsen som jag hade när jag hade ropat ut Guds namn på i bön på den mongolska gränsen kom nu. And I even said to gangster, nothing is happening. Och så sa jag till gangstern, ingenting sker. So now I made my last decision. Time was ticking. 
I'm going to challenge God if we will exist or not. Och så nu bestämt mig för att nu vill jag utfordra Gud. Om han verkligen finns så må han svara. I asked the God. Så spurte Gud. If you are there. Om du är där Gud. Get me out from this prison. Så må du få mig ut härifrån. Then in return. Och till Daniel. I give I devote my life to you. Så ger jag hela mitt liv till dig. But if I was sent back to North Korea. Men om jag blev sent tillbaka till Nordkorea. And if I was killed or executed, or I say to him, I will deny your existence. I testified same words in front of many people, but actually, some pastors came told me later, you promised very dangerous words. Så kom det pastor att mig säga att du har faktiskt lovat någon väldigt farlig lovnader. And I tell you what happened. Vad ska vi tala det som skedde? Two months pass on. Two months passerar. Two men visited me in the prison. Så kommer det två män och besöka mig i fängelse. I first first they thought they were from North Korean embassy. Först trodde de kom från nordkoreanska ambassaden. Outside of the prison, I saw two men smiling from far distance. Men före mig såg jag två män som kom smilande mot mig långt bort ifrån. One guy was look like only pastor westerner. En lignet på mig en schack ung man från västen. And one guy was an Asian Korean from Korean embassy. Och en annan som var från koreansk ambassaden. And they told me, you are very 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 lucky. Vi sa att du är väldigt 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 heldig. China made very unusual decision, maybe first or last decision to deport you and your group to another country instead of North Korea. China har gjort en beslutning som de verkligen som syns inte har aldrig gjort för och inte kommer att göra igen. De har bestämt att du ska deportera till ett annat land än till Korea. The story behind was when many students watched us in Shanghai school. Historien bak det, det var mest alla dessa studenter som stod runt oss som så kunde de behandla politiet behandlat oss. It was 13 year old students wrote an email to a journalist. Så var det en 13 år gammal gutt som skrev en e-post till en journalist. It is on internet still there actually. I was shocked. Kan du finna framdeles på internet? Jag blev bara chockerad när jag såg det. She said what my name is something something and what time North Korean escapees came to our school. Mitt namn är son och son och det kom nordkoreanska flyktingar till vår skola och det skedde. But Chinese police came, they dragged them out of the school. Det kinesiska politiet kom och drog dit av skolan. A lot of trauma involved were there. Det var massa trauma som var involverat i den historien. And she said, we were just watching them in tears, but we were so powerless, we could not do anything. We saw that in Torah, but we were completely powerless. We could not do anything. I read her email when I discovered on the internet. I was tearing down with this email. I read it when I discovered her email on the internet. I was tearing down with it. And she asked that journalist, "Could you please do something?" Hon spörde den journalisten, "Kan du vara snäll och göra något?" And that journalist asked the other media, UK, US, all around. Och den journalisten snakkat med med folk i Amerika, i England, överallt i världen. And dozens of media 
uh, reported on this case, pressing on the Chinese government, including CNN, Washington Post, BBC, Japan, Germany, South Korea. Thank you. Och många media skrev om det i USA, i Japan, i England och du du synvis av andra medier världen över. And what happened when these media alongside Christian groups, human rights groups did protest in front of Chinese embassies in the local areas? Mänsklighetsgrupper, medier, kristna grupper började ställa sig upp föran kinesiska ambassader i sitt område. So when I was expecting helikopter come to prison, destroy the building, it was not that happening, but it was happening something outside of prison. These people were praying, pressuring on the Chinese government. Det som jag förväntade, det var att skulle komma helikopter och ölägga fängslet och ta mig ut därifrån, men det skedde inte. Det skedde nåt annat. Det var människor som handlat i i bön och så skedde det påverkat myndigheterna och det skedde så det skedde nåt annat. That is the power of our prayer. Det är sån kraften av vår bön är. It is in God. God works in you. Philippians 2:13. Det är Gud i Filipparna 2:14. Gud arbetar, virkar i dig. And what two men came back with a diplomatic passport? Two men, these two men came back with a diplomatic passport. And they took us out from the prison, to, taken to the airport. De tog oss ut från fängslet och tog oss med till flygplatsen. And we were, uh, we flew to Philippines. Och så flög vi till Filippinerna. And via another country. But that period, we were even given first-class ticket. Och så vidare att antagligen vet du kan ligga till med första-klass biljetter. And finally, I managed to arrive in the UK in 2008. Och det slut så antog upp i England i 2008. Look, this kind of story, even myself, I sometimes can't believe. Den sånnas historia kan jag egentligen själv någon gång tro på. Who was even left by his own parents, and later even by his own authorities, North Korean government? Han som blev förlatt av sina egna föräldrar och senare av sina egna landsmyndigheter. And in, 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 imprisoned and tried to survive. If I was killed anywhere in those places, en eh, första flykt och i fängsel och kämpat för att överleva. Om jag hade bedrapt i någon av de städerna. I don't know anyone who cried for me. Så var det ingen som ville grått för mig. But I knew there there could be one person cry for me. För jag visste att det var inte en som ville gråta för mig. It's up here. Det var det var en som ville gråta han där uppe. And God values us. För Gud han sätter värde på dig. And God loves you. Och Gud han älskar dig. And because of that love you can love someone. Och på grund av den kärleken ska du älska någon annan. Det är skönheten. That love we are lacked in Norway, in UK, in North Korea, in whole world. Den kärleken är för lite av i Norge, i England, i Nordkorea och i hela världen. And I often go back to think of that prison cell, how it was very, very dark. Och jag går ofta tillbaka till den fängelsen och tänker att den var väldigt, väldigt mörk. I was keep praying. It gave me kind of ex- expectation, and that faith led to hope 
Och när vi inte uppbyr så i den förtvivlan så leder den den bön till till hopp. Something that hope I want to get out from this prison. Men säg igen. It compels faith. The faith led me to have hope to get out from this prison. I didn't know what was going to happen. Anything. Even this gangster who asked him to pray, he actually shocked when I told him I was going to another country. It itself testified to him. And all these gangster prison inmates in my cell, they clapped, they cheered. And they banged the door the day I was going out. Och de hamrade på dörren när jag blev fört ut. God, is it not makes impossible things become possible? Gud gör umuliga ting mulig. And where am I now? Och kore er jag nu? Let me tell you even a little more surprising story. Nu ska vi ta några nu kanske som är ändå mer överraskande. Without spoken any English, come to UK. I started learn ABCD. Utan att kunna ett ord engelska kom jag till England och så började jag lära mig ABCD på engelsk. Went to school, college, and I studied two political degrees. Jag gick till skol och på college och jag har idag två politiska grader. And I, I had a job opportunity in UK Parliament. Jag har haft jobbmöjligheter och jobbat i det engelska parlamentet. And what else? Och kant. I stood English election twice. Och jag varit stilt till valg två gånger i England. For a friend, my dear Christian friend who gave me my name Timothy, he once told me recently. Min kristne vän som gav mig namnet Timothy fortalt mig nyligen. Timothy, what you are doing is not your work. Han sa, Timothy, det du gör, det är inte ditt verk. It is what God works in you. Det är det Gud gör i dig. God will never let you down. Gud kommer aldrig att skuffa dig. That is God's work. Det är Guds Not arbete. Not just through me, it's through you. Det är inte bara genom mig Gud arbetar, men han arbetar genom dig. This is why I came today, here. Det är det jag kom här för idag, nu. How long did it take? 34 years and 5000 miles. Kolongti tog det 34 år och 5000 miles. Not just to give you a smile, but I'm going to also give you feeling of uncomfortable with what we are confronting today right now. Jag ska ha bara vidare smil men jag har för göra det ukomfortabla om vad som är viktigt idag. Story of persecution. It is a story of Jesus. Historien om förföljelse det är Jesus sin historia. The man who was most persecuted on earth was Jesus. Den man som har upplevt mest förföljelse på jorden det är Jesus. And that persecution och den förföljelsen is happening right now in many countries. Den ser akkurat nu i många land. How many I mentioned 360 million. Nämnde 360 miljoner. And that persecution create over 81 million refugees. Wandering around. Then forfølgelsen, then the skaper over 81 million flyktninger verden over. And who allowed this persecution happen? Og kan tillade denne forfølgelsen at ske? We did. Det gjorde vi. Prime Minister, UK Prime Minister Liz Truss. Liz Truss, den engelske statsministeren. 
A few weeks ago, she became prime minister. I attended an event where she gave a talk. For no four weeks ago, she was state minister. Before that, was at a summit where she gave a talk. She said, "We allowed Putin to come over to Ukraine." Hoda said, "We, we let Putin come in to Ukraine." She was right. Hoda was right. We allowed now China persecuting over 100 million Christians. Now they all got underground churches. Og de til at i Kina så forfølger myndighederne over 100 millioner kristne som nu går under jorden. And we allowed these 306 million Christians, over 81 million refugees wandering. They have no home to go. Vi til at de 360 millioner som blev forfølgt og 81 millioner som vandrer rundt og ikke har et hjem. And even one million and Uyghurs, Muslim, under inside the Chinese education camp. Og en million Uyghur, muslimske Uyghurer i lejre i Kina. Over 40.000 people, they on a daily basis, they are forced to flee their homes. Over 40.000 mennesker blev hver eneste dag presset til å flykte fra sitt hjem. It's very uncomfortable. And I am crying. Det er ukomfortabelt, og jeg gråter. Because we have, as a Christian, and we have responsibility. For vi som kristne, vi har et ansvar. If we don't, hvis ikke vi tar det, God is very feel uncomfortable at the moment. Så tror jeg Gud kjenner seg ukomfortabelt. And here, that's why I'm here. I'm here how God works through us. At the same time, how God also keeps us feeling uncomfortable with, in His creation, what is going on right now. Jeg er her for måtte snakke oss i det ubehaget på for det som ligger på Guds hjerte. Hva gjør vi med det nå? Western countries so much in silence at the moment. I vestlige land er det så stille akkurat nå. This is why the the graph of persecution going up, and at the same time, this graph is falling this way. Det er derfor en grafen for forfølgelse går op og samtidig er det en grafen som går nedover. But we have a hope. Men vi har et håb. Like tonight, look at how many young people here. Og sådan så i kvæl ser hvor mange unge mennesker som her. We express our love, not aggressively. Vi udtrykker vores kærlighed ikke aggressivt. What Jesus did. How did Jesus do it? He did not discriminate. He did not forsake people. He served. He served. He came to wash your feet. He came to wash your feet. And he teaching us. And he teaching us. As a leader, businessman, and politics, how to serve. As a leader, business folk, how we can serve. And he also teaching us how to forgive one another. And so learn how we can forgive one another. And what did he say on the cross before he died? And what did he say on the cross before he died? Father, far. They do not know what they do. They don't know what they do. North Korean regime, they think they are killing their own people. The North Korean regime thinks they are killing their own people. But they are persecuting God's people. But they follow God's folk. Chinese regime, the Chinese regime, the same. Iran, the same. Russia, Iran, Russia. God's justice is still there. Gud er der fremdeles. Let's walk, stand together. Lad os gå og stå sammen. When the power of love comes, when we pray to God desperately with our genuine heart, like Nehemiah. Når kærligheden 
kommer så låt stå som Nehemiah sa. Sorry. Nehemiah. Yeah, yeah. But what did you say before that? Please listen to your servant. Som Jeremiah sa, lytt till din tjänare. But genuine heart to concern, to love, to pray for one another. God listens to us. He that, comes to us. That, he works in us. That the whole heart, the little God, till He will go with us. He will wander with us. During these challenging, dark moments, these dark, difficult times, let's stand together in faith. Let's rise as one in truth. The Hebrews 11:1 faith is in confidence. I som det står i Hebreerna är en tro är visshet. In what we hope for. I för det vi hoppar för, hoppar om. And assurance. Ja, och det vi har about what we do not see. Det det vi I need my eh tro är you are wonderful hand hand right. Sorry I can't read it. Nu är det lite sånt. Tro är visshet om det vi om, om det vi hoppar på. It's the it's because of that faith we are here today. Det är på grund av den troen vi är här alla samman idag. The same faith Abraham had. Den samma troen som Abraham hade. Who wandered on the desert 40 years. Som vandrade i öknen i 40 år. The same faith Moses had. Den samma troen hade Moses. The same faith. Den samma troen. Noah had. Noah hade. No one believed what was going to happen. Ingen trodde det som kom att ske. But he had that faith. Men han hade den troen. And that same faith. Och den samma troen. And you have and I have within that love and faith. Så den samma troen som du har och jag har i den samma kärleken och tro. Let's stand together. Speak up and speak out. Låt oss samman stå upp och tala ut. I finish with this. Someone's quote. I love this guy, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Jag ska sluta med den citatet. Jag älskar den man Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Everywhere I go, I share with what he said. Alla ställen jag reser så delar jag nåt av han. Because 77, 77 years ago, för de 77 år sedan, he stood for the same reason against the persecution. Så stod han på den samma för den samma den samma grund föran. Against Hitler. Det var mot det var Hitler. Many people were dying in concentration camps at that time. Och många dödade i koncentrationslägren. And what he said? Och det han sa. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. Det är var stilla i möte med ondskap. Det är i sig själv ondskap. God will not hold us guiltless. Och Gud vill inte hålla de utan skuld. Not to speak is to speak. Och det är inte tala, det är att tala. Not to act is to act. Och det är inte handla, det är att handla. Thank you so much for you here today. Tack för att du är här idag. And God bless you all. Och Gud var singen doktor.
er herlig. Og du er mektig, Herre, vi har fått lov å høre i dag, Herre. Vi har fått høre hvordan du frelser. Hvordan du er trofast, hvordan du er mektig. Og hvordan det du vil gjøre, Herre, det fører du frem. Og vi har fått høre om din kjærlighet, din godhet. Hvordan din kjærlighet forandrer og forvandler fra håpløshet til håp til fremtid. Og vi bare priser deg for Timotis sitt vittnesbød, din historie i Timotis liv. Så takker vi deg for det radikale eksemplet er for etterfølgelsen. Vi bare priser deg, vi takker deg og vi ber, Herre, at du har din vei med oss, Herre. At du kaller oss som enkeltmennesker, som fellesskap og som nasjon, Herre, inn i en helhjertet etterfølgelsen av deg. Du, Herre, må du kalle oss til det ubehagelige. Til det ukomfortable, til det stedet der vi kjenner at det koster oss noe. For det er en pris å betale. Det er, men det er verdet. Og Herre, vi vil be, Herre. Led oss, Herre, inn i det ukomfortable. Som kirke i Norge, Herre. Som ditt folk i Norge. La oss lære dette vittnesbyrdet om at det det går an å si at jeg vil gå for deg, Herre. Jeg er hundre prosent. Og noen kan si det er store bønder, men Herre, du hører det store bønder. Og jeg ber, Herre, at du ligger ned i våre hjerter i dag, Herre. Herre, lengsel etter et liv, et annerledes liv, et radikalt liv, en radikal kjærlighet gjennom våre liv som forandrer verden rundt oss, Herre. Jeg ber, Herre, at du kommer med din hellige ånd og arbeider på sitt fatt. Herre, det vi har hørt, Herre, om de forfylte i Nordkorea, hørt den smerten, den lidelsen, det som er så hjerteskjærende, Herre, og så kalle til å be. Kalle til å reise seg, ikke stå i ro, ikke sitte seg ned, ikke gjøre noen ting, ikke være stille, men til å gå, til å tale, til å handle, til å be, og være den du har kalt oss til å være. Sånne som bringer det gode budskapet, og være de føttene som løper over fjellet, som er så fantastisk skjønne som det står i ordet. Må det bli våre føtter. Må vi finne tro til deg. Etter våre rop til deg, så vi kan si vårt amen til, så vil du gi oss et håp i hjertet. For du har lovet å være med oss, Herre. Og Herre, jeg bare takker deg for at vi får lov å ta imot det utfordrende vittnesbyr i dag, Herre. Og det treffer oss, Herre. Herre, du vil noe med oss. Du vil noe med oss, og vi vil, Herre, det du vil for våre liv og vår nasjon. Bruk oss. Herre, la oss være som et lodd på vektskålen, som tipper det i den andre retningen. La det være min bønn og din bønn som tipper noe i andre retningen, som bringer håp inn på det mørke stedet, som andrer en situasjon. La oss være sånn som skriver den e-posten i tro til noen der vårt hjerte føres til handling, ikke til passivitet, Herre. Herre, må du eie våre hjerter. Må du få våre hjerter der du vil ha dem, Herre. Herre, jeg ber at du kommer, Herre. Grip våre hjerter, Herre. La vårt hjerte bli grepet av det som griper ditt hjerte, Herre. La vårt hjerte bli grepet av det som ligger på ditt hjerte. La oss nå kjenne den smerten som ligger i ditt hjerte over våre forfulgte søsken, Herre. Når de lider, Herre. 
och låt ditt namn bli härliggjort genom deras stillhet och låt oss vara villiga till att gå in i det samma med dig så ditt namn kan bli härliggjort så ditt namn kan bli stort här att varm kan se hur fantastisk du är er, herre hur stor du är er, hur god du är er, hur den kärleheten din är er så mäktig och så god att han kan förvandla alla människor nationer ja Nordkorea är er mäktig i förhåll till din kärlek du är er större herre din kärlek är er gränslös Det når det er så stor, at den er stor nok for alt det vi har hørt om i dag. All de, de overgrepene, all den forfølgelsen, Herre, så er din kjærlighet større, Herre. Og vi priser dig. Takk for at vi får tilhøre dig, Jesus. La oss begrepe til dypet av vårt hjerte, av din godhet, ditt kjærlighet og ditt kald. Og takk, Herre, at du har kalt oss ikke til å være stille, men du har kalt oss til å løfte vår stemme. Du har gitt oss autoritet. Du har gitt oss autoritet som ditt folk, Herre, som dine barn. Takk at vi har fått adgang helt inn for din trone. Vi har fått adgang inn der, der kongenes konge hører og bønner. Han elsker å høre vår stemme, og Herre, vi vil løfte vår stemme til deg. Vi priser deg. det är inte någonting blir som jag tänkte skulle vara. Men jag bara måste få upp en logo bak på väggen där idag och där står det den logon som vi har med oss här idag. Och det är er vi har här det står inte öppna dörrar på men det handlar om inte om öppna dörrar men det handlar om Guds hjärta för sitt läge med sitt folk. Där står det one with them at med dem och Gud han har satt oss i sin familie. Ja, Jesus har sagt at vi, vi hører til i han i en kropp, og når et lam lider, så lider de andre med, og når et lam gleder seg, så fryder de andre seg. Vi hører til. Og det er ikke noe vi kan velge oss utifra eller inni, om vi er en etterfølge Jesus. Jeg vet du hva, du er en del. Vi er en del av hverandre. Og vi trenger hverandre. Og Gud, han vil noe med oss. Og vi i åpne dører, vi har en tjeneste Det er å stå sammen med de forfølte. Så ingen skal være alene i forfølgelse. Som de som eh, trenger at det står noe med, de skal kjenne det, det står noen i ryggen, og det er oss i fellesskap, så gjør det. Men så vi jo utfordrer oss i Norge, ikke bare til å gi og be, men til å leve hele hjertet for Jesus. Til å reise oss i det kalle som vi fikk høre om eksempelet her i dag. For Gud vil noe om oss. Det er ett lege med. Og vi har er alle del i det. Vi trenger hverandre. Ylva. Sant? Hun fikk et bilde under lovsangen, sant? Under talen. 
Il var hon Ulva kan jag du upplever att Gud gör vill göra nåt i landet vårt, sant? Vad han vill göra i landet vårt, så du känner på. Ja, vill du att jag för att det kommer en väckelse och jag tror att Gud väcker sitt folk nu. Vill du vara med när Gud väcker sitt folk? Jag vill. Vet du vad? Han väcker hjärtan våra. Han väcker hjärtat ditt för det som han är längtar efter, det han bryr sig om. Och jag tror att det vi det har omsorg får de förfullt det er en helt central del av det. Och vi tränger dig och de tränger oss. Men jag tror det ordet Ulva du har, det du känner, det är er att Gud arbetar på oss och vår nation med sin ånd nu och jag tror att han kommer att göra det. Och jag vill vara med. Sök för att du är er med. Sök för att Gud vill ha det du gör. Jag vill vara med när vi reiser oss som folk med frimodighet i vanskliga tider för det kommer vanskliga tider för oss. Men med frimodig tro och frimodighet reiser oss för våra förbundna syskon men också som kristna i vår nation för den kärleken vi har hört om från Timothy idag den tränger vår våra naboer, våra vänner, våra församlingar, men så tränger människorna runt oss att vi reser oss och vågar och lever han. Så frågsmål idag, det är er ingen kollekt idag, det är er, hur är er ditt uttryck för att du är er att med dig. Hur är er ditt uttryck? Hur ska det vara synligt i ditt liv? Hur ska du uttrycka Gud har satt dig in i ett läge med som han har sagt att du ska få lova omsorg för det. Hur då är det synligt? Är er det i bön? Är er det ett engagemang i det? Men låt det vara synligt. Ja, inte låt det vara stilla. Christ is my reward and all of my devotion. Now there's nothing in this world that could ever say
turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the ground behind me, no turning back, no turning back. Timothy har en utrolig stark historie. Den berører og den utfordrer, og den kan være tøff å høre på. Men den viser at vi har en Gud som er til stede på de mørkeste plassene, der vi kanskje tror at det ikke finnes håp. Nå skal du få høre litt mer og bli enda bedre kjent med Timothy og hans historie. Veldig kjekt å se at det er så mange som kommer på seminar, Nordkorea-seminar, og hører Timothy Sjo. Hjertelig, hjertelig velkommen. Dere kan glede dere. Mitt navn er Trond Kjartar Mikkelsen, jobber i åpne dører. Og det er en del som har spurt, hvor kan vi gi penger? Så da slengte vi opp vipsnummeret vårt. Det kom litt lavt på skjermen der. Men har du lyst til å gi penger, så skal du selvfølgelig få lov til det, og vipsnummeret er der. Vi skal ha et seminar om et veldig spesielt land, og vi er veldig privilegierte som har Timothy Sjo her. Det er en ære for oss. Det er andre gangen han er i Norge. Og... Vi skal få høre hans historie og litt om forhånd der. Ole Petter Erlandsen skal gi oss en kort intro på Nordkorea, og han skal også tolke Timothy Sjo. 
Før vi går i gang med det, så vil jeg at vi skal innlemme dette seminar i bønn til vår gode Gud, vår skaper og far. Gode himmelske far, vi takker deg og priser deg og ærer deg for den Gud du er. Herre, du er en Gud som ikke kan lukkes ute av grenser, av vegger, av dører som blir satt opp i fysisk lag. Og vi ber, Herre, for alle de menneskene som på en eller annen måte opplever noe av det som Timothy nå skal dele. Herre, at de får midt i sitt fangenskap få lov til å oppleve fred, og nåde fra deg, en fred som overgår all forstand, Herre. Vi skjønner ikke og forstår ikke, Herre, men takk, Herre, du er en Gud som skaper nye ting, og du kan også skape ting i dere hjerte, Herre. Vi ber for Timothy, som skal dele med oss nå, din velsignelse over han, og også Ole Petter, som skal tolke. Og så ser du oss, Herre, som sitter i salen. Herre, vi ber om at... Dette får berøre vårt hjerte på en måte som får virkning i ditt rike. På en eller annen måte, Herre. Og takker deg, Herre, for at du er til stede blant oss nå. Amen. Vær så god, Ole Petter Erlandsen. Tusen takk. Jeg er altså faglig leder. Jeg åpner dører og jobber med de ulike landene. Og et av de landene som har de mest hjerteskjærende faktene er Nordkorea som vi skal få et innblikk i nå, men hvor det også skjer vekkelse og gode ting. Så i løpet av fire minutter skal dere få en kort innføring i hva er situasjonen for de kristne i Nordkorea. Nordkorea er landet som har vært på topp av lista, World Watch List, i rundt 20 år. I 2022 så ble det medieoppslag av at det nå var nummer to, men som vi ser så ble det altså marginalt slått av Afghanistan, som da var i en maktovertagelsestilstand, altså hvor de kristne ble rått forfullt i Afghanistan. Neste år så kan det også være at det skifter igjen. Hvis vi ser de poengene der, det er måten vi gjør World Wars List på. Altså vi regner ut et poeng som viser den volden og det trykket som kristne er utsatt for. Og det ligger egentlig ganske likt, også for 2022. Nordkorea er landet hvor det ikke finnes noe frihet til å tro. Om kristne blir oppdaget, så blir altså de og familiene deres deponert til arbeidsleire, eller de blir skutt på stedet. Og dette er ikke vanlige fengsler, altså det er høyrisiko politiske fengsler. Å treffe andre kristne og be sammen med dem er nesten umulig, og det må gjøres i største, største hemmelighet. Det finnes nye lover som er vedtatt som sier at Bibelen er blant de forbudte bøkene. Det har vi egentlig visst hele tiden. Og det viser at myndighetene ser på de kristne som en stor trussel mot sitt eget brutale styre. Så er det det da, at dette er et gammelt vekkelsesland. Det er veldig få som er klar over, men i 1907 og utover så var det store vekkelser i Nordkorea. Og særlig etter krigen, rett før kommunistene angrep, så var det store, store vekkelser. Som Timothy nevnte i går, Kim Il-sungs mor, altså første diktatoren i Nordkorea, ble altså døpt av Billy Grahams vigefar. Så kona til Billy Graham vokste opp som misjonærbarn i det som ble kalt for 
Østens Jerusalem, altså Pyongyang, for det var i nord at det skjedde. Så kom kommunistene, mange av de kristne flyktet, 200 000 forsvant. Så kan man lure på hvor, hvor forsvant de hen. Det vet vi ikke. Mange av dem blev drept. Noen kom seg kanskje bort, jeg vet ikke. Mens de som dro sørover, de startet altså et kristent arbeid i Sørkorea, som er en av grunnene til at Sørkorea er et land med veldig mye kristen virksomhet, ganske stor andel av folket er kristne. Kim Il-sung bestemte at kristne skulle utslettes i tre generationer. Da var han faktisk også i den tredje generationen eller andre generationen. Det gjaldt ikke ham selv. Og i en tale i 1962 så hevdet han at nå var målet nådd. Nå var alle kristne utryddet eller fengslet eller borte. Likevel så er det sånn at i dag så er det 5 til 700 tusen kristne i Nordkorea av en befolkning på 26 millioner. Det betyder altså at Rundt 2 procent av folket er kristne i største hemmelighet. Kristne blir utsatt for eh, brutale fengslinger, som vi snakket om. Og det er også dokumentert at kristne i disse fangelærene er blitt hengt på kors, de har blitt knust av valser, de blir kastet fra broer eller de har blitt trampet i hjel. En stor andel av de som blir eh, fengslet kommer aldrig ut i frihet igjen. 75 procent regner vi med av de som har blitt arrestert kommer ikke ut igen. Og vi antar at det er 50-70 000 kristne som sitter i fangelær til enhver tid. Så et av de landene vi ikke fører dødsfall fra på kristne, det er Nordkorea, fordi vi har rett og slett ikke tall. Alt dette er antagelser som gjør at det egner seg ikke for statistikk, men vi er likevel godt, godt informert. Altså 10 prosent, en av ti av de kristne sitter, til, sitter i fangelær til enhver tid. Det som sker når Gud forbys, er at man begynner å tilbe noe annet. I Nordkorea har de altså innført en personkultus som er helt speciell i verden. De har egentlig sagt at de erstatter kommunismen med noe de kaller for jordsje, som egentlig betyr tilbedelse av Kim-familien. Så de, har, de setter store statuer, tårn, og, og alle må bøye sig for statuer, alle må ha bilder hjemme, må bøye sig for det. Må, så, så, så det er alt er dreid rundt at, at disse skal tilbes. Denne statuen forresten, den står i et område hvor vekkelsen startet. Der utraderte de det som var av kirker, og de oppførte store stater i stedet, som viser litt at de forstår vad vi snakker om. Det er en absolut overvåkning i, i Nordkorea. Hver femte nordkoreaner jobber for det hemmelige politiet, og du vet aldrig hvem. Foreldre tør ikke fortelle sine egne barn at de er troende. De venter i hvert fall til de blir store nok til at de forstår at de ikke må gå til politiet. For de lærer på skolen at kristne er onde, at de, at de bortfører barn, at de stjeler organene deres og så videre. Og det er en propagandamaskin som også er ganske ulik andre steder i verden. Gjennom radio, fjernsyn, aviser og høytalere. Det kjører biler rundt. Jeg har en venn som var i Nordkorea for litt siden. Det kjører biler rundt i gatene og forteller hvor flott Kim-familien er og hvor flott det er å bo i Nordkorea. Det første barna lærer å si på skolen, det er takk fader Kim Il-sung. Og på skolen så er 90 minutter hver dag satt til å lære om Kim-familien og deres vidunderlige gjerninger. Og også i skolen så må de altså bøye seg for stater og bilder. Siste, 
i ett sånt miljö kan man tänka sig att någon klarer att överleva som kristne? Ja, faktisk. Och det är er också sån att antalet kristne har ökt. I från 1994 så var det en hungersnöd där er egentlig sult i Nordkorea hela tiden, men i 1994 till 1998 var det speciellt illa. Mange dro över gränselvarna till Kina och de traff kristne där och de kom tillbaka som missionärer och evangelister. Detta har fortsatt, slik att vi har uppjusterat talet på på kristne i Nordkorea. För sa vi 4 till 600 000, nej urskyld 3 till 5, nu ser vi 4 till 7 tror jag. Ja, nu är er jag på lite utrygg grund här. Men i hvert fall vi har uppjusterat dem 100.000 och det är er delvis för vi tror att vi har telt fel för. Detta är er anslag det är er väldigt svårt att se, si, men vi har fått kontakt med nya kristna grupper som visar att vi kanske har telt fel för och det är er en rejäl väckelse. Men vi går inte sån väldigt ut med de tallene, men i hvert fall vi har uppjusterat anslaget fördi det fortsatt är er en växt. Då kan Timothy komma upp. Do you have a mic? No. No. Does someone have a mic for for Timothy? What? Where is it? There it is. Yes, yes, good. Can I pray for you before you start? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you Father for my sträck gärna henne ut mot honom också, vem be. Thank you Father for our brother Timothy who is coming this long way to serve you and to present the situation for the church in North Korea. Help him, bless him, fill him with your Holy Spirit. Amen. In 1866, there was a young man, 20-year-old. Så var det en 20-årig gammel mann. His name is Jermaine uh, Thomas, Robert Jermaine Thomas. Jermaine Thomas var navnet hans. And he was a missionary in Wales. Og han var en missionær i Wales. Yeah. Yeah, in Wales. And he had a calling that he, he received to go to Far East. Och han hade ett kall om att resa långt öst. Can I imagine in 1866 you didn't have a plane? Det fanns inte fly den gången. You only have to get on trading boat ship. Du måste resa med båt. So he was on an American trading ship. Så han drog med ett amerikanskt skip. So all the way to I think four months and reached in North Korea. Fyra månader tog det att komma till Korea. North Korean soldiers thought they were coming to invade Korea. Nordkoreanska soldater trodde att what invading Korea. Att at de skulle invadera Korea. So the soldiers started to uh, shooting. Så so de började att skjuta. At the ship and ship eventually sunk. Och skipet sank in Pyongyang. I Pyongyang. And Robert he managed to swim get to the land. Robert klarade att svämma land. But he was arrested by Korean soldier. Men han blev arresterad av koreanska soldater. So this Korean soldier was going to kill him. Så so den koreanska soldaten hade tänkt att döda honom. Robert asked him, he, "I have this Bible." Och Robert sa, "Jag har den bibeln." Could you please accept this Bible? Har du lust att ta emot den som en gave? So this Korean executioner. Så so han som skulle hänrätta honom. He accepted the Bible. Han tog emot bibeln. And then killed him. Och så tog han och dödade. So his martyrdom actually is in Pyongyang. Hans martyrium var i Pyongyang. 
What happened to this soldier? Vad med den soldaten? He couldn't read the Bible because he couldn't read. Han kunde inte läsa Bibeln för han kunde inte läsa. But he discovered the paper was so nice. Men han märkte att papperet var så nydligt. So what he did? He decorated with the Bible in, on the floor. Så han dekorerade huset sitt med Bibeln. On the roof. På taket, på, på väggarna, golvet. So he was surrounded by the verses. Så han blev omringet av bibelverserna. Every day he was sleeping, having breakfast, you know, looking all around his room facing Bible verses. Så när han spiste, när han sov, så så han bibelvers hela tiden. He became one of the early pastors. Han blev en av de tidiga pastorna. And his house became one of the church that revival churches later leading into. Huset hans blev en av väckelsekyrkorna i Nordkorea. So that was 1866. And you will you you see that all the way come to 1907 the great Pyongyang revival. Så hela tiden från då och fram till väckelsen i 1907. And what he called the name the, the second Jerusalem of the east. Och så fick det alltså namnet den andra Jerusalem i östen. I should expect some missionaries should come from Norway as well in 1800s you sent many missionaries around the world you knew that. Ja, jag jag jätte på att det kom någon från Norge också för jag på 1800-talet så sände det många missionärer runt om i världen. They came to Pyongyang built hospital, schools. De kom till Pyongyang, de byggde byggde sjukhus, skolor, universities, universiteter. And Pyongyang became largest Christian mission center in Asia at that time. Och Pyongyang blev det största centret för kristen mission i Asia den gången. That's what the Kim family his his uh, the first Kim his father was a, a missionary doctor so den den första Kim farnans var alltså en en lege mother was leading the church mordans ledet uh, menigheten and his uncle was a presbyterian pastor och onklen hans var presbyterians pastor and even Kim himself he used to follow his parents to go to church och själv Kim plejde att bli med föräldrarna sina i kyrkan in his biography I hans biografi. He mentioned that he used to go to church because church gave him sweet every Sunday afternoon. Så nämner han att han plejde bli med i kyrkan för där fick han godteri varje söndag eftermiddag. And I still don't understand this guy who was a Christian and later he becomes himself. Och jag förstår inte ens vad så har vuxit upp som en kristen och senare så blir han sig själv to bring this system of darkness hur han alltså bringer detta mörka systemet. But what is interesting to me is that det som är intressant för mig. When you look at North Korea they have a trinity system structure. Trinity. När du ser på Korea så har de en sån treenighetsstruktur. It's a pyramid shape. En slags pyramide. Leader top, först ledaren på toppen, state, staten, party och partiet. So party and state left and right hand partiet och staten de de är liksom höger och vänster hand and they have 10 ideological principle systems de har 10 10 10 ideological principles de har 10 ideologiska principer where they come from ten commandment de tio bönerna självklart and each sentence of this ideological principle mentions we give absolute loyalty and love to Kim. 
Och var av de ti snackar om att vi ger absolut lojalitet till Kim. And we live for the Kim och vi lever för Kim. They, they paraphrased from that 10 commandments. Det är er alltså tagit rätt från de ti bud. So this totalitarian system it's not just a human brain came to establish the system. So it's a lot of uh, kind of evil structure involved in here to bring up. Det er altså en en, en ondt og destruktiv system som som de som de prøver at putte ind. My grandmother, my father's side, she, uh, my grandparents, they were Christian. Mine bestefædre var kristne. They were coming from this revival generation of Christians. De kom fra denne vekkelsen med generationer av kristne. I didn't know. Og jeg visste ikke det. In North Korea, you cannot find out, or you cannot tell. I Nordkorea så kan du ikke kan f- fortælle det på nogen måde. Which later my father told me my grandparents were Christian. Senere fortalte min far med det at. Then I realized, oh, then I am third generation of a Christian from North Korea. Så tænkte jeg, oh, jeg er faktisk tredje generations kristen fra Nordkorea. So there is in this darkest system. Så det er mørke systemet. But underneath the dust of this spiritual dust is is piled up somewhere. Så so, så so un, under dette uh, åndelige støvet så findes det. Så det trænger at snurre rundt på en eller anden måde. Slik at kirken kommer tilbage igen. But when I talk about the general education system in North Korea, men jeg snakker grim. Når jeg snakker om dette onde systemet i Nordkorea, they teach you how to hate one another. De fortæller hvordan man skal hate hverandre. I was talking to one of the ladies here. Jeg snakkede en av damene her about how the system distrust in North Korea operate om 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 hurdan detta destruktiva system i Nordkorea virker. I think I was from nursery age 5 6 our sports one of the sports items så helt från jag var 5 6 år gammal så så var jag involverad i sport sports activities mm. Mm. putting american Ja. Kind of toy picture here. Vi 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 satte upp amerikanska eh, bilder av leker. And you go and hit it. Och så gick vi och slo på det. Until it falls. Helt till det falt. And then you say, "Oh, I'm the victorious." Oh, jag har vunnit. Ja. And, and imagine that goes from the young age you giving them how to hit them. Men how to win, how to hate. Helt fra ung alder så forstår så lærer du hvordan du skal slå, hvordan du skal hate, hvordan du skal vinne. Så so there is this uh, system of how to distrust and hate from age, young age, all the way to finish up high school, and even later after high school, they also have different level of this trust system. Education continue on. Så helt op fra fra barneskole og op til high school og endda længere, så lærer du også hvordan du skal få det til hatet til at fungere. Um, huge propaganda museum they have in North Korea. De har store propaganda museer i i Nordkorea. They have a lot of painting in there. De har svære marier derinde. It is compulsory most of school students. Altså alle alle skolene må besøge det. The museum shows how Western soldiers, American military, came to Korea during Korean War. Museet viser hvordan amerikanske og vestlige soldater kom til Korea efter krigen. And they killed people. Og drepte mennesker. 
very forferdelige bilder av det. So one picture, let me give you example. It's, meg et eksempel. It's a nail and putting on the head. The American man holding this hammer and putting in the head. Det er en amerikansk soldat som slår en spiker inn i hodet på en annen, på en koreaner. Or take the pregnant woman's baby, take her forcibly cutting the tummy. Eller altså tar og kutter opp mager. And how they will come to destroy even churches in Korea. Og hvordan de kommer og ødelar kirkene i Korea. And this, who is guiding you and explain all each painting to these young people? Og guiden forklarer altså bildene til disse unge studentene som kommer. She is speaking in tears. Hun hun har tårer i øynene. And in tears of propagate all this hatred. Og og med tårer i øynene så propaganderer hun altså for alt dette hatet. And that was the system we grew up in North Korea. Og det er det systemet som vi og jeg vokste opp i. Even what they said about Korean War. Selv det som Korea-krigen. We know that Korean War was invaded by North Korea. Vi vet at Korea-krigen ble startet av Nord-Korea. But the school textbook in North Korea tells South Korea and United Nations, NATO invaded North Korea. Mens i tekstbøkene i skolene så sies det motsatt at det var FN og Sør-Korea og USA. And all this, you cannot find out the truth. Og dette har ikke noe med sannheten å gjøre. Because there is a complete information blockade from both inside and outside. Fordi man stenger all informasjon som kommer utenifra. And each step of your movement is restricted. You have to get permission from the government. Du må altså ha tillatelse fra myndighetene bare for å kunne reise internt i landet. And each item you buy has to all go through registration. There is no private properties at all in North Korea. Alle ting du anskaffer blir også registrert. Det er ikke noe som heter privat eiendom. And it is a prison. And it is being watched constantly from someone next to you. This way and backside each other. Det er altså et slags fengsel hvor du blir overvåket fra alle sider. And they have this self-criticism session every week. Så har de denne selvkritiseringen hver uke. It's like this. We ask God's forgiveness every Sunday we come to church. Vi kommer til kirken og vi ber Gud om tilgivelse hver søndag. But in North Korea. Men i Nordkorea. You criticize one another in that session. Så kritiserer man hverandre i den sesjonen. Because they say you did not give your loyalty and love to the Kim family absolute. Du har ikke gitt absolut lojalitet og kjærlighet til Kim familien. Even you have not done anything wrong, selv om du ikke gjort noe gærent, you still have to pick one someone up. Så må du altså bekjenne noe når du kommer dit. Så når jeg var i barneskolen, så måtte jeg spørre mine venner, kan jeg kritisere deg denne gangen? Så vi måtte ha en rotering på hvem som kunne kritisere hvem. Så det er i primærskolen, middelskolen, høyskolen, universitetet, og dette er gjennom hele skolesystemet og til fabrikken og arbeidsplassene. Sånn ble jeg født. Da jeg kom til England, da jeg kom til UK, så var det en journalist som spurte meg, hva er det som 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 er det som
and freedom life mean to you, Timothy? What does to come to the freedom? You mean? Yeah. Many words crossed my mind yeah. that moment. And my answer was, since I escaped North Korea, the 13 years of my life in democracy, I discovered who I am. What I love. What choice I can have. And what I stand for. Faith. Expression. Speech. Opportunity. That absolute that choice opportunity I couldn't have in North Korea. I was born in a beautiful family. Jag blev född in i en vacker familj. My father was a history teacher. Farmen min var historielärare. My mother was math teacher. Mor min var matematiklärare. Of course I spent my days playing outside with friends, swimming. Jag var ute och lekte med vänner, jag svämte. And watching TV. Jag såg på TV. That was just normal like other kids. Det var normal eh, barndom i Nordkorea. Until one day I returned home and had that frozen feeling. Helt jag kom hem och frostet inne mig. Because I realized my both parents left. För jag insåg att bägge mina föräldrar hade flyttat. So when I when I what I mean left means they escaped China. Som betyder att de hade rymt i Kina. I it is still in my eyes and memory very vividly I can go back where I was when I was about nine that time in North Korea. Detta är minnen som är präntade in i mig. And I went and discovered the empty platform at the uh, railway station. Jag löpte tågstationen och upptäckte att tåget som de hade rest med hade gått. And it remains traumat until this moment. Och det har varit ett trauma för mig helt till detta ögonblick. I friend, befriended with other children and we lived on the street. Jag hade jag fick med några vänner och jag bodde på gata. We slept at the railway station under bridge on the street. Vi bodde på gata under broar på järnbanestationen. And one time I took a 4 hour train to my uncle's house in North Korea. En gång så tog jag tåget till onkeln min. And when I entered his house, I saw cornbread. När kom in där så såg jag majsbröd. And soup on the dining table. Och suppe på middagstallriken. I was very hungry because I was on the train for hours. Jag var så sulten när jag kom till ham. And I had that relief feeling thinking I was able to eat something from there. 40 minutes I arrived at my uncle's house. None of them asked me if I was hungry or offering food. Ingen av dem spurte mig var sulten eller gav mig mat. And because that was what was going on mass starvation in North Korea. Fordi det var som det var under sulten i Nordkorea. None of the family members could you take care of you offer food. Ingen av mina familjemedlemmar kunde ta kunde ta sig av mig eller ge mig någon mat. And that was in the 1990s we saw millions of starvation. Det var på 90-talet vår miljoner av människor sultit. 
And my grandmother, later, she was kind when I went back to my grandmother's house after living on the street. As a teenager, she taught me how to grow vegetables and food. I enjoyed it. Som tenåring så lærte hun meg hvordan jeg kunne så mine egne grønnsaker og skaffe min egen mat. What people did start, and after millions of years, they started cutting trees in mountains. Så når det hadde vært så lenge nok, så begynte folk å kutte ned trærne i fjellene. And they made lots of small farms, allotment. What? Allotment in English word, farm. It means farm. Okay. Growing food. Okay, yeah, yeah. De, de lagde, de lagde altså innhegninger eller ting for å, for å lage fort, yeah. bed. Ja. Yeah. And so that's how people started to survive by themselves, growing corn, beans and food there. Så folk begynte å lage sine egne grønnsaker, dyrke sine egne grønnsaker. But that consequence of that, after 20 years, they have no trees. Så derfor så finns det ingen trær i Nordkorea lenger, det er, det er borte. Så last year I heard the North had a very severe flood because they have lack of trees, environmental issues. Så noe av grunnen til at det har vært oversvømmelse i Nordkorea nå er for det er ikke noe trær til å suge opp vann that, lenger. That is the only way North Korean people are able to survive, grow their own food. Det var den eneste måten de kunne overleve på. And 70% of national farm productions they go to army. For 70% av Maten som de produserer, det går til Hæren. Så det er 7 millioner armi i Nordkorea. Så det er 7 millioner som er tilknyttet Hæren i Nordkorea. And 1 million standby armi. Og de har en stående hær på 1 million. And how much money they put on nuclear weapon? 800 million dollar per nuclear development. De bruker altså 800 millioner dollar på uh, kjernefysiske våpen. And that can feed... North Korean 25 million people without even labor to do. Og det kan fø alle de 25 millionene som er i Nordkorea uten problemer. I couldn't go to school after my parents escaped because my father left here with the son of a betrayer tak. Jeg kunne ikke gå på skolen når, etter at mine foreldre flyktet. If you are familiar with the system of apartheid in South Africa, hvis du, hvis du kjenner til apartheid-systemet fra Sør-Afrika. It is exactly they have the same system of classification in North Korea. Så er det noe av det samme systemet i Nordkorea. You get discrimination against food, medical, healthcare opportunities. Du blir diskriminert når det gjelder skole, når det gjelder medisin, når det gjelder alle ting. Så da... My discrimination was not able to attend school and at the same time when I, I could not even join the army where it compulsory every single of man in Korea can join. Så jag kunde inte jag kunde inte gå på skolan, jag kunde heller inte bli med i i hären som jag försökte på. I can tell you if any young people are here in North Korea from 145 cm you must join the army as a man. Hvis du er altså mer enn 145 cm i, i, i Nordkorea, så må du bli med i armen. Så so 145 cm AK-47 kan dra på flyet. Hvis du holder AK-47, det kan dra på flyet, for de er for korte. Så hvis det er for korte, så får du ikke være med. En kvinne har også måtte være med i fem år kompulsivt. Og de må være med i, i hæren i fem år. Kvinner også, ja. ja. Mm. 
I was 17. Jag var, my, jag var 17. My uh, survival instinct told me I must escape. När jag var 17 så sa mitt överlevnadsinstinkt att jag måste flykta. Because after I have experience of this abandonment and then even last hope was no more opportunity realized in North Korea that was my decision. Jag upptäckte att jag inte hade någon möjligheter i Nordkorea så bestämde jag mig. So I made it twice escape. Så jag försökte att rymma två gånger. And some of you here uh, you listened my testimony last night. En del hade hört det igår. And I also experienced four times imprisonment. Jag var alltså fyra gånger fängslad. And I did not know what was going to happen when I was crossing the border to China. Jag antikade vad som kom att ske när jag kryssat gränsen till Kina. I this unusual experience in China was actually meeting a missionary Christian missionary man in China. Den ovanliga upplevelsen jag hade var att jag mötte en missionär i Kina. I was lucky I have to say when he came and he wanted to uh, provide me shelter, food and water. Det var en kristen som ville ge mig husly och vatten och mat. I went to his house. Jag gick till huset hans. When I entered, first things I saw in this house. Där kom in det första jag såg i detta huset. Was a Bible. Det var en bibel. En cross necklace och ett uh, kors halsband and few north korean children or no nordkoreanske barn and then that my brainwashed education of anti-christian education was telling me this house was a spy house was kidnapping north korean children så utifrån min bakgrund så tänkte jag alltså att detta är ett spionhus och de de tar nordkoreanska barn och bortförer dem and i was thinking and if i continue staying in this house I could be sold into human trafficking. Jag tänkte att hvis jag blir här så blir jag offer för human trafficking. And at the same time the the missionary guy was having this cross necklace was dangling. My hadde, eyes was keep following that way. Han hade alltså ett sån korshalsband som dinglade för att se till sig och jag kikade sån på det. It so scared me actually. Det var så skrämmande. And I even I thought even you touching that cross necklace, my finger may rotten. That's what I thought. Jag tänkte att visst jag tog på det korset så ville fingrarna mig bara börja rotna. I don't know why. Jag vet inte varför. And that cross is in my in my heart today actually. Och det korset hade jag hjärta idag. And so I eventually ran away from this house. Så jag löp löp väck från det huset. But what I remember from that house when I escaped. Men det jag husker från det huset när jag rymde. He told me wherever you go, if you are facing difficult situation, call God, ask God. Men för jag rymde så sa han, visst du är i problem så så rop till Gud, be till Gud. But that moment, I don't even know who God is. Men men på det tidpunkt jag ante inte vem Gud var. All I was thinking, I have to run away from this scary house. Allt jag tänkte jag måste rymma från detta förfärliga ställe. Let me give you one example in a textbook in North Korea about anti-Christianity education. Låt mig ge en setning från en skolbok i i Nordkorea. There is a village in North Korea. Det är en landsby i Nordkorea. Christian missionary lived in that village. Och det var kristna missionärer som bodde i den landsbyn. And in that village, a boy one day went to mountain to pick up firewood. 
Og en dag så gikk en gutt opp i fjellene for å, for å plukke ved. And he had plenty of wood and coming down of the mountain. Han hadde masse ved over skuldra og kom ned fra fjellet. And he was walking past by missionaries apple farm. Og så går han forbi der hvor missionærene holder til. The wind that moment blow away and oh. drop an apple on the floor. An apple? An apple. Okay. Uh, vind blåste slik at et eple datt på gulvet. And it was a nice big apple. Og det var et stort uh, eple. And because it dropped, so the, the boy, he picked up the apple. Og fordi det falt ned, så tok gutten og plukket opp eple. And that moment, this missionary guy, og i det øyeblikket så kom missionæren ut. He saw that boy. Han så den gutten. And that missionary guy was thinking, this boy was stealing my apple. Og han tenkte, denne gutten stjerder eple fra meg. So he tied him to tie this boy up on the tree så han ba, han bandt den gutten fast i treet and then on his forehead he was dropping chemical acid och på på i pannan så tog han alltså syre that chemical acid was burning all the way through the bones och det brant sig alltså tvärs igenom benen until that boy was killed that chemical acid continued helt till den gutten döde av detta denna syra som trängt igenom it is an example story in North Korean school textbook. Det är alltså en exempelhistoria på vad de lärer om de kristne i nordkoreanska skolor. And for others uh, anti-Christian education there is another example of story a missionary came to Korea during Korean War. Så är det en annan historia som berättar att missionärer kom under Koreakrigen and how he was kidnapping young women and give them to american soldiers. Och hur han han kidnappat uh, unga unga jenter och gav dem till amerikanska soldater. There are plenty. The they they say they say religion is opium of the people. Det ser att religion är opium för folket. You know where the paraphrase comes from? Du vet var den citatet kommer ifrån? It's Karl Marx. Det kommer från Karl Marx. And they say that religion is come from America and it is being used to destroy North Korean society. Det ser att religion kommer från Amerika och de de brukar det till att ödelägga det nordkoreanska samhället. So anyone has contact with Christian outside North Korea or influence they have. Sen var som har kontakt med kristna utanför Nordkorea. You become a spy. Så regns du som spion. What what happens when you're a spy? You end up in prison camp, political prisoner. Vad sker när du är en spion? Jo, du ender upp i ett politiskt fängelse. That severe they have been bring all these uh, constitutions all through these 70 years. Det är alltså allvarligt att de de, de brukar lovene på den måten and try to wipe away these people och försöka utrydde de kristna. And that came back to me. Det, in the missionary's house. Och det var det som jag tänkte då jag kom till missionärens hus. Now I traveled to the north. Så jag reste till norr. All the way to the Mongolian border. Mot gränsen i Mongolia. Well I met 17 North Korean escapees. Där mötte jag 17 andra flyktingar från Nordkorea. Youngest children were 4 and 6. De yngsta barnen var 4 och 6. Whole family, husband and wife and grandmother, whole family grandchildren, they were escaping in my group. En hel familie var där i min gruppe. We tried to go to cross over to Mongolian border. Vi prövade komma oss över till Mongolia. Because in China is not safe. För de är inte trygga i Kina. Over one million people, they have tried to escape from North Korea in the past 20 years. En miljon människor har försökt att dra från Nordkorea de senaste 20 åren. 
but only 34,000 have managed to arrive in men bara 34,000 har klart att komma över in democracies till include myself where I am based in the UK many are in South Korea today inkluderat mig själv men så väldigt många är i Sydkorea idag so the rest of them they were arrested resten av dem har blivit arresterat and sent back to North Korea sent tillbaka till Nordkorea and ended up in prison camp och har ändt i fängelser or they were killed eller de har blivit döpt and one of the public execution i experienced in north korea was en av de henrättelserna jag övervarade i nordkorea i was young boy jag var en ung gutt and we were forced to watch this public execution these kids sitting in front of the crowd och vi vi, vi blev alltså tvungna till att stå föran i mängden när det skulle vara en henrättelse the man was tied up with the post mannen blev bundet fast and his eyes covered sorry och ögonen hans blev blev täckt till and his belly was covered tied up och så blev blev magen hans bundet and his knee tied up knäna blev bundet three policemen came with ak47 två två polismän kom med maskingevär and each policeman had three bullets och var av polismän hade tre kulor så de hade nine bullets total det hade ni det samma ja. ja. First shooting was gone into eyes. Först sköt igenom ögonen. Can you imagine they went three bullets gone into eyes. Som exploderar och ja, and the second one gone to belly. Den nästa var magen. And third one gone to knee. Och det tredje till knä. And they were prepared hole underneath. Och det hade alltså lagt ett hål. The body falls into that hole så att kroppen fallt föran i hålet. Execution is done. Och då var händelsen över. De wrap up, så dekade till. And take away some mer buried. Och ja, he was executed because he helped North Korean woman to go to church in China. Han hade han blev händelsen för att han hade hjälpt nordkoreanska kvinnor att komma sig till kyrkor i Kina. And this woman brought medicine, food, and some money. Och dessa kvinnor, de hade brakt medicin och mat och pengar and they shared with north korean people neighbors who were not who were having starvation and ill that time och de 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 delte detta med nordkoreanerna som var rammade av sult på den tiden they tried even digging out who they shared with if they received it it also crime de försökte till och med att finna ut vem var det dessa kvinnor hade delat med för det ville också vara en en förbrytelse but he kept with everything by himself that was why he was executed men han han hade behållt för sig själv han ville kan ni därför blev han henrättet. So this this 18 people in our group it's very dangerous you can see that whole family is in there we will escaping together to so, go to Mongolia. Så so därför så var det väldigt farligt för oss i den gruppen vi försökte att komma till oss till Mongolia. That journey didn't go well. Och den uh, resan gick inte bra. We thought during the night a driver dropped us off somewhere we thought that was in Mongolia. Vi trodde vi var i Mongolia när vi ändå blev sluppet av. På next day morning we realized it was uh, it was a farm, Chinese farm. Nästa dag upptäckte vi att vi var på en kinesisk gård. And we were look it was no house there. Och det var inte något hus där. And we were looking for the border och vi så ett gränsa. And meanwhile we realized the Chinese soldiers were chasing us. I mellantiden upptäckte vi att kinesiska soldater jaktade på oss. And we started to run. Och vi började att löpa. And because of that they were start shooting in our way. På grund av det så började de att skjuta mot oss. 
I still remember the four, five, six-year-old in tears. Jag husker fortsatt i fyra, fem. And holding my hand, and you can hear the shooting sound. Pew, 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 pew. Next to. Husker fortsatt i fyra, fem, seks år gamle barna som jeg holdt i hånda mens vi løp, mens vi hørte skuddene vinde rundt oss. And you know what I did? I did call out God. Vet du hva jeg gjorde? Jeg ropte faktisk på Gud. No, God wasn't there. Men Gud var ikke der. So that missionary lied to me. That's so, what I thought that moment. God wasn't so there. He said, call out God when you're in a difficult situation. Den missionæren hadde løyet til meg, hvorfor var ikke Gud der når jeg virkelig trengte ham? We were locked up in a military prison. Så havnet vi i militær fengsel. And they moved to another city prison. Og vi ble flyttet til et annet byfengsel. And three days on bus all the way traveled back to Korean border. Så var det tre dager med buss tilbake til grensa i Nordkorea. And all men, including children, men particularly, we were locked up hands and leg. Og så ble vi, altså, hender og føtter ble bunnet. And even these children were tied up with something. Også disse barna ble altså bunnet med noe. That was in China. Det var i Kina. Finally, we were sent back to North Korea. Så ble vi sendt tilbake til Nordkorea. The policeman in smoking face Welcome back to your home country. Og politimannen med smilende ansikt sier velkommen tilbake til hjemlandet deres. I was full of fear. Jeg var full av frykt. The first question coming was about has anyone in this group been to church prayed in China? Første spørsmålet var er det noen her som har vært i en kirke eller bedt i Kina? I said no. Jeg sa nei. Because I ran away from the missionary's house. Jeg hadde jo løpt vekk fra missionærhuset. Everyone said no. Alle sa nei. But these two children, four and six. Men disse to barna. He brought his stick. Open up your palm. They asked the children to open up their hands. De ba barna ta opp hendene. They pick up this. If children pray like this all the time, you get that. De mener at hvis barn ber lenge, så får de altså tjukk hud på fingrene. Og de så det at de hadde vært hos kristne. Når de oppdaget det, så fikk de straff. Og det var en ved siden av meg som til slutt bekjente og sa, ja, jeg har vært i en kirke. Så han tok fram en batong og begynte å slå ham. Det var håndhjernet, han brukte håndhjernet til å slå ham med. Det var altså første dag med tilbakekomst til Nordkorea. Så ble jeg flyttet inn i en fengselscelle. Et lite rom var jeg sammen med 50 mennesker. Med ikke nok plass. Vi måtte sitte opp hele natta, for det var ikke nok plass å ligge. Everyone's face looked very dark, fear. You don't want to make eye contact. Du fikk ikke øyekontakt med noen, det var mørkt. Jeg så på den bildet her nede med en gutt som sitter med hodet bøyd. Og det var omtrent slik jeg satt. Og den fyren som lente hodet på skuldra mi. 
I felt him was very very heavy the next day morning around 6 o'clock. Kjente han var väldigt väldigt tung klockan 6 om morgonen. And I looked him back. I I was going to tell him could you please not lean on too much. Jag hade tänkt att säga, "Åh, kan du lena dig lite mindre mot mig?" But then his his body was forced. Så faller kroppen hans framover. He was dead. För då var han död. And his shirt was all showed up blood track. Alltså hans var blodstängt. He was died of torture. Han dödade av tortyr. Hunger. Sult. Lack of medical treatment. Mangel på medicin och medicinsk behandling. This was a different experience because I saw as a as a boy I saw hunger people on the street. Det var en annan upplevelse. Jag hade sett sultna människor. I saw public execution how man and woman to be killed by ex policemen. Jag hade sett en offentlig henrättelse. But this in dark prison cell the man killed just sitting in, in behind of me. Men detta alltså att en man dör på min skulder. Yeah, it, it doesn't go away. Det går inte bort så fort. But the more creepy part was the at night time you can hear the from next to room and and underground or other place is that the beating and screaming and begging to leave the sound coming from och hela natten så hörte vi alltså skrik av folk som blev slått och torturerat so after a few days i couldn't even sit down properly because i was exhausted efter några dagar så klarade jag inte sitta en gång för jag var helt utslitt And if it was a miracle probably if I may I was sent to my grandmother's house. Och det var ett mirakel faktiskt att jag till slut blev sent till min bestmors hus. And and there I asked her I need to escape or can get out from North Korea. Jag sa att bestmor jag tränger och rymma igen jag måste bort från Nordkorea. If I was recovered properly I probably was asked to come back to prison. Hvis jeg hadde kommet meg, så ville de kanskje bedt meg om å komme tilbake til fengselet. De var veldig eager til å finne ut hvem organiserte deg gruppen kalt «All the way Mongolian border». De var veldig interessert til å finne ut hvordan de hadde kommet meg til grensen. Og hvor den misjonæren holdt til henne. Nordkorea har også sendt en sikkert agent til alle veien til Kina for å assassinere kinesiske pastorer. De har til og med sendt agenter till Kina för att döda kinesiska pastorer. It was happened in 2016 Chinese pastor he uh, he was assassinated by North Korean agent. I 2016 var det en kinesisk pastor som blev döpt av en nordkoreansk agent. And his body was cut into three pieces and hung on the cross. Och kroppen hans blev delad i tre och hängt på ett kors. So they knew I had something but my grandmother helped me to get out second time managed to go to China. Alltså andra gången så klarte jag att rymma till eller för andra gången så klarte jag rymma till Kina. And that lady who helped me to cross the border she's in South Korea. I heard that she arrived in South Korea after few years I arrived. Hon som hjälpt mig till att komma över gränsen, hon har jag hört att är i Sydkorea idag. Now come to second time in China. Andra gången i Kina. I was traumatized. Traumatized. I was then given quick medical treatment and continued on my journey, trying to get out from China. I went to American school this time. I drove to the American school. I met eight North Korean women refugees, 
on a train in Beijing. Jag mötte åtta nordkoreanska kvinnor på tåget i Peking. The youngest one was 12 year old. Yngste var 12 år gammel. And we were nine together. Went to Shanghai and we crossed the, the fence of American school. Vi var ni stykker som altså kom oss over gjerde til den amerikanske skolen i Shanghai. We thought American school could help us to get out from China. Vi trodde amerikanerne ville hjelpe oss til å komme ut av Kina. And unfortunately the school principal said this is not a diplomatic center. So later on over 20 Chinese police came inside the school. Så rektor sa att detta är er faktiskt inte en ambassade och så kommer polisen och arresterar dem. And they dragged us out of the school forcibly. Det drog oss voldsamt ut av skolan. And we the nine people we made a human chain and would register to get out from American school. Så vi alltså dannat oss som mänskligheter och blev dratt ut och kört bort från amerikanska skolan. Eventually we were taken to the Shanghai police station. Så blev vi tagna till polisen i Shanghai. And there, in the toilet, I actually took many medications I kept because I didn't want to be killed by the regime. På toalettet på politistationen så försökte jag ta livet mitt via medicamenter. So I took that medication in the toilet, and then I collapsed on the floor. Och då kollapsade jag på golvet där. Instead of killing with that medication, I actually had a very good night's sleep two days. I stedet for å bli drept av medisinene, så hadde jeg en god natt, to netter, sov jeg, to døgn sov jeg. And now I was sent to Shanghai International Prison. Så ble jeg sendt til Shanghai International Fengsel. And in my prison cell, with all different national inmates. Sammen med mange, altså fra ulike nasjonaliteter. Including myself, and one of them was South Korean gangster there. Jag träffade också där en sörkoreansk gangster. We know that general image of a gangster is very scary. Vi vet att uh, vårt bild av en gangster det är er ganska skrämmande. He had uh, big tattoos, han hade muscles, muskler, svåra tatoveringar hade han. And he came asked me why are you crying every day and not eating properly. Han spurte varför gråter du varje dag och varför spiser du inte skickligt. And I told him the story what I am expecting to go back to North Korea. Jag fortalte att jag rent på bli sent tillbaka till Nordkorea. And this the creepy thing was that he was reading the Bible the gangster inside the prison. Och det rare var att den gangstern han läste bibeln på insidan av fängslet. And I saw that Bible in missionary's house where I ran away from it. Jag hade sett en sån bibel hos missionären den gången jag löp veck. I don't know if he was a missionary now but he said he was a gangster or introduced himself to me. Han när han introducerade sig så sa han att han var en gangster. And he said you could read bible in prison because you have some time. Men han sa du har lite extra tid i fängelset varför inte läsa bibeln? And I thought he was crazy because I am going to die soon what what point I must read the bible I don't even know what this book is. Och jag sa jag kommer att dö snart jag varför ska jag läsa en bok som jag inte vet vad är? And he suggested me to pray to God for your survival. Och så förstod han att jag skulle be till Gud om att jag skulle överleva. I told him at the Mongolian border I called God but there was no one. Men jag så sa jag där stod på gränsen till Mongolia så ropte jag till Gud och ingen var där. But but at least he gave me a little expectation and I wanted to try again. Men han gav mig lite hopp och jag ville försöka igen. So I asked him how do you pray? Så jag sa hur man ber man? 
And he said, you just say amen at the end of your wishes. Han sa bare, si hva du ønsker. Because I interpret and in translate English, it's, it looks a little novel. But in Korean, the language, how he said, it didn't make any sense how he said, you just say amen at the end of your wishes. Bare komme ønskene inn, og så bare si amen til slutt. And I, my, I didn't know how to pray, so I just first read, God, I don't want to go back to North Korea, amen. Så jeg sa, Gud, jeg ønsker ikke å dra tilbake til North Korea, amen. God, I don't want to be killed, amen. Gud, jeg ønsker ikke å bli drept, amen. That's my very plain, desperate, and pure prayer. But you know that the language of amen, that is the same language in prisons in North Korea, and in Africa, in Europe, in America. Vi vet at amen-språket er det samme i fengselet i Nordkorea, eller om du er i Afrika eller i USA. As I pray many times a day, så jeg ba mange ganger om dagen. Some strange expectations was, okay, so I'm now properly praying God. God is, God might gonna send me a helicopter to get me out from this prison. Så jeg begynte å si, Gud, send et helikopter sånn at jeg kan komme ut av fengselet. But Chinese police came and said, you would be sent back to North Korea by helicopter. Så kommer vakten og sier at du skal sendes tilbake til North Korea med helikopter. Keep praying every day, but nothing was happening. Jeg fortsatte å be, og ingenting skjedde. And now I was desperate, time was ticking. Nå var jeg desperat. Så min siste prayers, så min siste bønn, I approached God was, I made some kind of declaration. Så deklarerte jeg noe. I asked him, if you are really exist and there, you give me your freedom. Hvis du eksisterer, og hvis du gir meg min frihet. And in return, så skal jeg til gjengjeld. I will devote my life to you. Gi livet mitt til deg. And if I was sent back to North Korea, hvis jeg ble sent tilbake til Nordkorea, Either I was executed or tried to kill by myself again. Så ble jeg enten henrettet eller jeg kommer til å ta mitt eget liv. I told him I will deny your existence. Og da vil jeg fornekte din eksistens. I didn't even know what I was actually praying what I was asking for. Jeg visste egentlig ikke hva jeg ba for. But I kept with these same words. Men jeg fortsatte med de samme ordene. Until two men visited me in the prison. Helt til to menn kom på besøk til meg i fengselet. All the way going downstairs of the prison, I was scared because I thought they were from North Korean embassy. Når jeg fulgte dem ut av fengselscella, så var jeg sikker på at de var fra den nordkoreanske ambassaden. The two men were far away standing. They showed me quite pretty smile. Så, men de stod der, og de, ja. De smilte, ja. And, thank you. Så en mann var fra Vestland, og en gøy var fra Sør-Koreanske ambassade. En var fra et vestlig land, og den andre var fra Sør-Koreanske ambassaden. Og de sa meg at du er veldig lykkelig, fordi Kina har gjort det veldig unnødvendig. Du er heldig, fordi myndighetene har gjort et veldig viktig vedtak. Og først og siste beslutning er å sende deport deg til en annen land, i stedet for Nord-Korea. For første og siste gang, kanskje, så har de bestemt at noen skal sendes ikke sendes til Nordkorea, men ut av landet. In fact, our group was the first and last case ever happened. China never done after that. Vår gruppe var den første og siste gruppa som noen gang ble sendt ut på den måten. And then, they explained to me the story of what happened in American school. 
young students, when many students surrounded us watching I, we, we were arrested by Chinese police. Så fick vi förklaringen att studenterna på den amerikanska skolan, de hade sett vad som hade skett när vi blev förda ut av polisen. And one of them wrote an email to a journalist. En av dem hade skrivit en mail till en journalist. She was a 13 year old, 13 år gammal jente. She told the journalist, which is still on the internet, I can read and, and I can send you a link. And she said this. We um, and, and what time North Korean escapees came to our school? and Chinese police followed and they took them out of the school. A lot of trauma was happening in front of us. Hun fortalte om hele det traumet som hadde utspilt seg foran henne deres. And we were powerless. Vi var helt maktesløse. And as a young student, I, we couldn't do anything for them. Og som unge studenter så kunne vi ikke gjøre noen ting, skriver hun. That's what she asked, as a journalist, could, could you please do something? Så hun sier til journalisten, kan dere gjøre noe? And that journalist now uh, uh, urged the media to report on this case, and that um, brought uh, Washington and Post, BBC, and, and other and dozens of media following this report and um, pressure on the Chinese government. And then Christian groups and human rights groups protest and did protest in front of Chinese embassies in the area. Så begynte kristne grupper og menneskerettighetsgrupper å protestere foran kinesiske ambassaden rundt om i verden. That was why China made this decision, in fact. Derfor bestemte kinesiske myndigheter dette. In 2004, China was less developed than this time. På, I 2004 så var Kina mindre utviklet enn de er i dag. And they did not want to ruin their trade relationship with outside because of our small North Korean escapees. That's how we got out from this prison. But the day we were uh, uh, leaving the prison, this gangster who asked me to pray God, he told me, I didn't expect, I didn't know this was going to happen in this way. Nei, jeg hadde ikke, dette hadde jeg ikke trodd skulle skje, sa han. So everyone was holding the, the rice bowl, banging the prison gate when we were leaving. Så alle sto og slo på fengselstøra da vi, da vi dro ut. Celebrating my freedom, actually. Og feiret vår frihet. I haven't met him since then. Jeg har ikke møtt ham siden da. But I'm sure someday I, I may see him. He may become a missionary probably now. Kanskje han har blitt en misjonær, jeg vet ikke. Jeg har ikke møtt ham igjen. We were given diplomatic passport. Vi fikk diplomatpass. And we were sent to Philippines. Vi ble sent til Filippinene. And from Philippines via another country, finally I was managed to arrive in the UK in 2008. I 2008, via UK. But what I quite surprised, I was even given first class flight. You know, in North Korea, people do not know what a passport is. I Nordkorea vet ikke folk hva et pass er. Someone I was born and, and survived on the street, abandoned, escaped, and they never knew what a passport was. Sånn som meg, som altså har bodd på gata og til slutt rømmer, vet enda ikke hva et pass er. Sitting on first class, it was, if it was not God, it was not going to be possible. Så plutselig sitter på første klasse, hvis ikke det er Gud, hva er det da? 
I now live in the UK. After over 10 years, I often go back to think my past. And particularly those people who involved in helping me, I, don't, I still don't understand why they did. Those homeless friends who we lived on the street together shared food. And my grandmother who took me and, and took me and while my uncles, you know, aunties, they left me, but she still took, took care of me for a few years. And here it comes missionary guy. Or Or the second escape, I come to that school student. That young student, and it never run away from my memory. And those diplomats, I didn't even know them, but who tried to get us out from that prison. That is power of love. Det er kjærlighetens kraft. And where that love comes from. Og hvor kommer den kjærligheten fra? It is God's work through in our heart. Det er Gud som jobber i våre hjerter. Whether they were Christians or not. Enten de er kristne eller ikke. God still know how to use their heart to work through. Så vet Gud hvordan han skal bruke hjertene deres til å få resultater. And this, President Roosevelt once said this. Freedom is not best told. Freedom is not best, best told, best told. Freedom is not awarded, in other words. Aha, yeah. yeah. Uh, frihet er ikke en, uh, en belønning. Mm. Freedom has to be achieved. Uh, frihet må bli... What? Achieved. Ah, ja, det de, de, de må, de må jobbes fram. Yeah. So going back to this journey until I get this moment of freedom, så hele denne reisen min, helt jeg fikk min frihet. I had to pay huge price myself, four times imprisoned. Så måtte jeg betale en stor pris selv. And even summertime, I cannot wear shirts. I still wear long shirts. Jeg har sår, jeg sliter med å ha skjorte på meg, på grunn av arr. But the first time I asked this freedom I nailed to someone was, That was in prison. It was God. Men altså i fængslet ligevel så mødte jeg Gud. I knelt, I knelt, and I held the rope in prison. I didn't want to fall off from this rope. Ja, jeg har jeg holdt altså tæv i hænderne mine inde i fængslet. I thought if I fell off from that rope, death was waiting for. Og jeg vidste at hvis jeg slap nu, så ville døden vente på mig. This was hope in this darkest prison cell. Og dette var altså håb i den mørkeste fængselscelle. Så det aktivement in God's award, så det det er opnået ved Guds belønning. In come to UK, da jeg kom til England. Second part of my journey, den andre del av min rejse. I was as little while I was confused, så var jeg forvirret, because I didn't know what Protestant was. 
what so, Catholic was, ja, what Muslim det. was. Jag visste inte vad det var en muslim, protestant, katolik. But God was not leaving me. Men Gud förlot mig. And in, in the UK, I had a certain period also uh, struggled without spoken language, friend, work, no money. Och jag slet i UK också. Jag hade inte språk, jag hade inte vänner, jag hade inte pengar, jag hade ingenting. Certain period I had depression from my nightmares as well. Jag hade också eftervirkningar från traumerna. And I even uh, carefully shared this even attempted even suicide at one point in the UK. Försökte till och med ta självmord. And that darkness was very challenging. Det mörke var väldigt utfordrande. But once again God came to me, I will not leave you as an orphan. Men igen så kommer Gud och säger att jag vill inte låta dig bli ensam som en förälder. I will come to you. Jag vill komma till dig. But that orphan is not just me. It's God come to me and you all of us. Men det är inte bara jag som känner på att vara föräldrös, det kan andra göra och Gud kommer till mig och han kommer till dig. So many times I cried out to God. Så många gånger så ropte jag ut till Gud. And I still do I have to say. Och jag gör det fortsatt det måste. And I still do run out to the park. Why this happened to me? Jag kan gå runt i parken och och se till Gud varför skedde detta med mig? Why would you leave that North Korea for 70 years in that darkness? Varför har du efterlatt Nordkorea 70 år i det mörkret? And I even once asked him, why are you all in only in rich countries? Och spör igen varför är det bara rika land? But God is everywhere. Men Gud är överallt. And God works constantly even when we are sitting when we are sleeping. Gud jobbar konstant om vi sitter om vi sover. And this is here what I come to. It's my testimony at the same time I am coming to share with you about the global persecution around the world. Så jag berättar om om denna guden men jag berättar också om förföljelsen som sker runt om i världen. How many countries from North Korea to Iran, Nigeria, China, Burma, Hong Kong? 110.000 Hong Kong refugees now arrived in the UK. 110.000 flyktingar från Hong Kong befinner sig nu i UK. Many of you experienced the democratic Hong Kong. You enjoyed the travel there. Många andra har har erfart demokrati i Hong Kong och reist dit. These are escaping now. Dessa flykter nu. Because we we allowed this persecution to come to happen and this persecution fully over 80 million refugees now sweeping around för det vi har tillåtit förföljelsen att komma. Pray, be. Pick a country. Plocka ett land. If it's North Korea in your heart, do please. Visst du har Nordkorea på hjärtat ditt, be. If it's another country, visst det är ett annat land. One of my friends asking which country can I choose? And when I spurte vilket land kan jag välja? And I told him close your eyes. Så jag sa luk ögonen. And send a dot. Och send en pil. Where that goes to that country, pray for that country. Det där var pilar träffar där där Even one minute a day, fine. Our pray makes something happen. When you pray here today, that make reach out all the way continent today. När vi ber så sker det något helt annat sted i världen. In 2011 I first said my testimony in the Netherlands. 2011 delte jag mitt vittnesbörd för första gången i Nederländerna. My English was very poor that time. Men mitt självbilde var väldigt lågt på den tiden. At the end of my testimony, 62-year-old lady came to me. 
she was in tears. På slutet av vittnesbildet så kom den 62 år gamla damen till mig. She said to me, I didn't know how North Koreans were looked like. Hon hade tårar i ögonen och hon sa jag visste inte hur nordkoreaner såg ut. But, uh, she she got that calling from God in her prayers, pray for North Korea. Men hon hade hört från Gud, be för Nordkorea. But after 10 years praying for North Korea, she sees the answer to see North Korean young boy comes in front of her. Efter 10 år har bett för Nordkorea så möter hon plötsligt en ung gutt. She was in tears and tearing down. Hon 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 gråt och hon hon bröt helt samman. Why am I saying God works? Varför säger att Gud jobbar? 10 years ago persecution happening in North Korea but you couldn't see any North Koreans come to speak to you like this. Alltså hon har bett i 10 år och hon har inte mött någon nordkoreaner i det hela tatt för det tidspunkte. The calling has been picked him up from that darkness countries because God cannot prefer from inside. Mm. Gud Gud uh, jobbar från utsidan via bönne. Bring them out, preparing from outside maybe. Bringer dem ut av förberedare. Even when Jesus was told told by God told Jesus to move to somewhere because it was very dangerous place. So where Jesus was prepared to become ready to preach around the world. You have to take that again, please. <laughs> Bless you, brother. So, even Jesus, when he was born, that place was very dangerous. So God told him to go somewhere safe place. Når Jesus blev født, så var det et veldig utrygt sted, så han måtte dra til et sikkert sted. Yes. Så so this story of persecution, så so denne forfølgelseshistorien, it is a story of Jesus. Det er Jesus' egen historie. From when he was born, he had to evacuate somewhere because of persecution was happening. For han blev født og blev forfulgt, så måtte de evakuere. And how many times I watched the story of Jesus, I every time was in tears. Og når jeg leste historien om Jesus, hver gang så har jeg tårer i øynene. And who was most persecuted was Jesus. Jesus ble, var den som blev mest forfulgt. But he still asked me on the cross, Father, they do not know what they are doing. Men han sier fortsatt på korset, Far, tilgi dem, for de vet ikke hva de gjør. This is why I also pray for North Korean regime. Derfor så ber jeg også for Nordkorea. Not because for, I love for them. For regime. Ikke fordi jeg elsker dem. But I won't let them see Men what the primary responsibility of leadership is about. Men jeg ønsker at vi skal se hva lederskap dreier seg om. While they sell AK-47 to 40 countries, bring all the money bring into country, that is not going money to feed their own people. Hvordan de, de skaffer seg penger og ikke bruker det på folket sitt. And the, the, the elite, they can have what they want. Hvordan eliten kan få alt det de ønsker. And they abandon their own people. Og de, de, de raner sitt eget folk. So please pray three points for North Korea. So that three things. If you choose North Korea. Three things you can pray for North Korea. If it's North Korea, North Korea, you can First, please protect those underground Christianity and Christians who are going through that persecution alongside these people. First, beskyttelse for de hemmelige nordkoreanske kristne. And second, do you please pray for leadership. The next, be for leadership in the land. Let them realize who they are persecuting, not their own people, it's God's people. Let them understand that they don't have to follow their own people, but God's people. And their primary responsibility to protect. And that their main job is to protect. 
And third, please pray for servant leadership, future servant leadership to come in North Korea. Be om tjänande ledarskap att komma till Nordkorea. Proverbs 9:10. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Och frukta Herren är begynnelsen till visdom. That is what North Korea is. They may go back to number one persecuted rank next year, but it's not just North Korea. Let's not forget 360 million Christians right now are being persecuted. Do not feel comfortable. And I come to challenge you here. My challenge to you is do you pray and do act to share about language of persecution with your friends, neighbors. Min utfordring till er är att be och också dela det och bringa det till andra och fortälla det till naboer och till vänner vad som sker. So when one body suffers, another body suffers alongside. När en del av kroppen lider, så lider hela kroppen. 70 years persecution North Korean church. 70 år med förföljelse för nordkoreanska kyrkan. Will go through this. They will, they will persevere this persecution like what you went through. Your country, Western countries, also had gone through persecution many years ago. And I am grateful having this opportunity to come to Norway third time this time. And pray, sing, and worship together. And before I finish this, I want to quote this sentence uh, one more time from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Før jeg avslutter, så vil jeg sitere Dietrich Bonhoeffer nok en gang. Because it was 77 years ago, last century. For det er 77 år siden. He was standing against Hitler's persecution of whole Europe. At han var midt oppe i den store forfølgelsen som var i hele Europa. And, and, and that last century was recorded the century of bloodshed with many wars. Og det forrige århundre var altså et uh, århundre med store blodsutgivelser i flere store kriger. And also under Mao, Stalin, Pol Pot, Hitler. Også Mao, Stalin, Pol Pot, Hitler. At least 100 million people were killed. Minst 100 million mennesker ble drept. And persecuted. Og forfulgt. Then what is it? 21st century. Men hva kommer det 21. århundre til å bli? Someone said the century of persecution. Noen sier forfølgelsens århundre. So this is what Dietrich Bonhoeffer still urge us. Dette er hva Dietrich Bonhoeffer fortsatt forteller oss. Silence in the face of evil of tauset i möte med ondskap is is self evil är i sig själv ondskap god will not hold us guiltless gud vill inte hålla oss skyldfria not to speak is to speak och inte tala är att tala and not to act is to act och inte handla är fortsatt att handla 
I can declare this 77 years, 70 years North Korean um, persecution hasn't succeeded, destroy our hope and dream. And that's what I am here urging you pray together, stand alongside. Jeg kan bekjenne at 70 års forfølgelse i Nordkorea har ikke utradert kirken. Og, og jeg kan være her og be sammen med dere og være et eksempel på det. It's gonna happen. The flip over will come over. Det vil snu. And when this happens, maybe Korea will regain the holy name, Second Jerusalem of the East. Og når det sker, kanskje Nordkorea igen vil få tilnavne uh, det andre Jerusalem i Østen. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Tusen tack till uh, Timothy Sho för uh, för det du delar. I just thank you for what you're sharing. And we know it's not easy to share a story like this. Uh, it's cost a lot. But thank you for your sharing your life and your story and encourage us. Och tusen tack till tolken vår Ole Petter. Det att tolke är er en stor uppgave och en krävande jobb, så tusen tusen tack till dig. Jag bara satt och tänkte på hur får vi lys, hur får vi slut på mörke? Det er bare en måte å gjøre det på. Det er å tenne et lys. Så kjenner jeg en som sa at når jeg, han hadde hengt opp det forfølgelseskartet Vølvårdslist på, på toaletten. Det var han hver dag. Og som var der så kunne han be en liten bønn for et land. Og så fant det akkurat som å sende en sånn rakett til det landet. Og så tenne et lite lys. For vi vet ikke hva Gud gjør. Och det tränger jag och vite heller, men jag vet att Gud gör nå. För Gud handlar på bön. Och det är er utfordringen. Inte tro att din bön inte betyder något eller att det är er så lite. För din bön skapar hopp. Det skapar liv, det skapar framtid och vi vet det sitter så många människor i Nordkorea i så många land som sitter med den avvisningen, den smärtan alle disse tingene som Timothy har delt. Og så vet vi, det var en flyktning for Syrosa. Det kan være fryktelig mørkt, men det måtte lære mig så, at selv om det var kjempemørkt, så trengte jeg bare et bitte lite lys. Og det gav mig hopp. Så vær med å spre hopp. Vil du være med og be for Nordkorea? Dette landet som har lagt øverst på Bølvårdslist i så mange år, der hele folket lider. Vil du være med og be om at Guds lys skal skinne inn dit, så håpet kan reise sig. Vil du være med og be for Timothy? Han er en talsmann for sitt folk. Be om beskyttelse, be om visdom og ledelse, og be om velsignelse over han og hans familie. Tack för ikväll. 
Og så håper jeg at vi ses i morgen til samme tid.